0: No purchase necessary for you're prohibited by law. 18 t plus turns and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Sparky making the money I am. Yeah,
3: there's, you know, it's like the chatterbox thing. The minute they make you full-time, right, they're going to tell
2: you can't do that shit. That's just a one-time thing at least. You're two in two.
4: I think there's a lot of bad
5: football from what I watch, you
2: know. <laughs> I
5: watch a lot of bad football, a lot of
0: Yeah, poor quality of football, that's what I see.
6: This is Skyline Chili Cincy 360 about Cincinnati from Cincinnati, sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three-way or cheese cone today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
2: All right, welcome in Cincy 360, the Friday edition, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of yeah. Skyline Chili. You just yeah. heard. More energy than what you watched in four and a half quarters
3: of football last night. Did you watch that whole thing? I did. It's like a train wreck. Yeah, here's the thing, man. I couldn't take my my head away. That was the thing. Like, I, early in the second half, I started watching a television show about professional wrestling in the 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to tell me it was not as entertaining as the football game last night? I
7: mean, it was a pretty entertaining game. It was awful.
3: And then the game ends, and I'm like... Looked at my phone. Uh, you know, it was about 11 minutes to go. Yeah. Still close. Going to want to see how it ends. It there, was awful last was night. But so, yeah, there I was. And yeah. then in overtime, boy, I had to see how it ended. Well, I had to see how it ended. Then I had to see what they said in the post game. Yeah. and Richard Sherman.
2: Man, could you tell how... I mean, he's traumatized from that still. <laughs> yes. He was losing his mind. That was great television. And as someone... By the way, that's Mo Egger. Yeah, uh, as somebody that had a what's your name? a, Egger. a gambling interest in the game. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> first of all, first of all, they went for the fourth down instead of kicking the fifty-yard field goal, and they got it. Well, at the end, so I'm like,
3: okay, I'm good with this. But they had three things they could have done. Yes, they could have tried to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They could have tried to pick up the first down, right. or they could have kicked a field goal. Two of those things would have been acceptable. But I'm talking, I'm talking before that happened. It was fourth down from the, oh,
8: the gotcha. 35 yeah. or something. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, okay, a 52-yarder puts him up six. Can Indy do anything offensively? No. No. And then they go for it, and they complete that. So I'm like, okay, now you're starting to look at the time, thinking, okay, this is – and it gets to that third and goal, and I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Run this ball. If you get a first down, worst-case scenario, I push. Mm-hmm. Best-case scenario – Score or kick a field goal. Mm -hmm. And they throw the ball, and he throws the ball late (laughs) at Stephon Gilmore. (laughs) And I like – and then the fourth down play Mm -hmm. where he throws off his back leg, he reads the wrong side of the field. It was a man-zone read. Zone you read the left, man you read the right. And he had it. It was man. He didn't read right and throws off his back foot. I I don't know, and I know he's taking a beating. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing that – and I I get it. He's he's a quirky weird guy. Yeah, I it's think one some thing, of it's
3: I think it's some of it's a little bit of piling on.
2: It's right one now. thing to pile on mm-hmm. and say, you know, because of the way he acts off the field, but it's another thing to question if you're getting forty eight million dollars,
8: mm-hmm.
2: you are so you are expected to play as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. He's not even in the top ten. He looks like a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks look like geniuses.
3: If I would have said to you, you knew nothing about Russell Wilson. You knew nothing about his past and you knew nothing about what the Broncos have invested in his future. And I said, Russell Wilson, what do you think? You would have said this guy who got hurt. Did did the starter get hurt? Is this guy, the backup? What is this? Um, I, I like making fun of Russell Wilson because there is, there's sort of an A-rod quality to him. Did you see how he ended the press conference last <laughs> yes. night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a true Like statement. He's bought
2: into it. Yes. And he Let's leaves. ride. Yeah. It, it was like, <laughs> but it wasn't even like that. Like, into the mic, he's like, Broncos country. Broncos country. And then no
3: one said anything. and He's like walking away
2: dejected. That's <laughs> right.
3: I, I guess to me, I didn't understand it at the time. They gave him that five-year extension with two years left on his deal for a guy who's 33 years old. I I didn't understand it. I, I didn't understand it. And, I mean, to a large degree, it kind of validates so far what we've seen this year. Because last night was tip of the iceberg, right? Russell Wilson hasn't been good since week one. Last night was tip of the iceberg. And if you're Pete Carroll there in Seattle, Aww. you know, Geno Smith is drastically outplaying Russell Wilson. Your, your team got a whole bunch of picks. And this sort of felt like a major power struggle between the coach and the quarterback. And now the coach has got to be like, yeah, this is why I didn't let him cook. It's weird because
2: we're now in the NFL, and it's like, man, the Rams gave up all that for Stafford. Golf is outplaying Stafford right now. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks let Russell, and and they they get a King's ransom, and Geno Smith is outplaying Russell Wilson. It makes yeah. you think, okay, maybe some of these organizations got it right. And you have to be without a shadow of a doubt, one hundred percent sure when you buy in long term to a quarterback. No question. Out of anything, out of anything else that happened last night, mm-hmm. and it's it's. It's prevalent in Cincinnati because we're about to pay a quarterback a ton of money. Mm -hmm. You have to know, no matter what, that you got your guy.
3: Yeah, and that was, I think, part of why Lamar Jackson and the Ravens don't have a deal done because there is some hesitancy there. And maybe the way he's played the last four weeks reduces that hesitancy. If you're Lamar Jackson, you got to be looking at Russell Wilson going, cool, buddy. Uh, you're the $245 million guy, cool, keep sucking, it's just going to drive my price up. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, you've got to be 100% sure, and now in Denver today, they're not only not sure about their quarterback, oh, the they're not sure about their coach five games in. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was frustrating because on that last drive, I thought
2: Mike Boone was running the ball really, really well. It was the former Bearcat. a good night for former Bearcats Alec in that Pierce. game.
3: Alec Pierce was great. Had hearing, the ball punched out of his hands, but but was great. Hearing
2: Matt Ryan talk about Alec Pierce in the postgame show mm-hmm. and the trust and the and and the
3: trajectory that he's on is awesome. Can I ask you a question about the Colts? Because I saw this on Twitter a lot last night. Uh, for how many more years do they get to play the, well, Andrew Luck retired card? Yeah. It's been four years, right? It's been mm-hmm. four years. Sorry, he retired. He retired right. in part because your franchise couldn't build a better offensive line in front of Kind of like, him. like
2: what Matt Ryan got hit
3: with like, last night. I mean, uh, it's... It's like Bengals fans playing the Carson Palmer card in 2014. I mean, he's he's been gone for a while now, yep. and who knows where his career would be now? What kind of player we would be talking about? But like that that card is expired. Yeah, that's four years ago, man. And if you're the Colts,
2: how much longer do you try to just revive the quarterbacks who, for a reason, didn't have a job? Yeah. Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Yeah. How about drafting a guy? Yeah. Go get your guy in the draft that you can develop and then let Matt Ryan be the quarterback for a year or two and then hand off the baton. And I don't know how much of that was on Ryan last night because that O line was awful.
3: Tony, you and I talked about Desmond Ritter. Oh, yeah. We talked, we had this yes. conversation like places you would want him to go. And yep. it's like, all right, Indianapolis, Perfect. maybe that franchise, instead of getting a retread or somebody who's really expensive, perhaps they should invest in a quarterback who's going to be pretty cheap. And yeah, maybe he's a project for a year or so, but okay, fine. Find a placeholder, right? Mm-hmm. You have one in place, find a placeholder. And uh, and let Des be the guy and instead they're stuck with Matt Ryan. What do you make of the, the the that game last night plus what Austin just played, Tom Brady's comments, I think gave us something to sort of jump off of, which is the quality of play here in the first month or so. Now, I, I kind of go, let's let's talk in six weeks because mm-hmm. I feel like we've done this before. But I do feel like in the first month of the season now. With the way the league is structured, limited practice time, teams taking it easy, prioritizing health, taking the Bengals' approach, uh, bailing on preseason games, not as many preseason games, the first month of the season is going to look more like this year in and year out. Now, when we get to November, it it always feels like early in the season we complain about the quality of the play and the quality of the games, and then by the time we get to the midway point or just past the midway point, we're getting great games every single weekend.
2: Well, one... I think you value at the end of the day winning. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, how excited are you if you're Indy, and you're Frank Reich and you got on that plane last night and you stole a game twelve to nine?
3: I guarantee you, every sports talk radio host in Indianapolis today has uttered the phrase. Ready for it? Wins a win. Correct. But in this day
2: and age in the NFL, with the limited preseason, you've added a regular season game, which means you took away that fourth preseason game. And we talked for years about how it was irrelevant. Maybe Mm -hmm. there was more relevancy to it. And I, I think it's more your approach. No one's going live. No one. Yeah. No one is getting geared
3: up, and then I think everybody wants to get through the first six weeks just tread water. But I also give me the feel three and three, and we're going to be good. And that's not going to lend itself to good games. It's also everybody wanted the added game, right? Yeah. Seventeen games. So now the games don't mean as much, which means you're a little bit more willing to use them to kind of figure out who you are, and that might come at the expense of quality, and it may come at the expense of winning. But if that's the case, then I would be willing.
2: And I know we just want football, football, football. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to listen to the NFL to say, look, until week five, we're not doing Thursday night. Yeah. Because we need players to get in and, and and before week five, we're not going to London.
7: And they did that previously.
2: Because like, those it games. used to be in the middle right, of the season yeah, when they would start pre-
7: Thursday night games. Those mm-hmm. London
2: games are never clean. They're yeah. never good. Yeah. Especially early in the year. The Thursday night. Look at the Thursday night games this year. Not good. Even the one last week. The environment was great, but the game itself wasn't great. It was right. sloppy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this year more than other. i don't I don't know if this is because defenses are bigger, faster, stronger. I don't know if there's more of an emphasis. I feel like every time a guy gets hit hard, he's he's out of the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's been so many injuries and so many players that are banged up early in the season and you're and you're missed like think of all the the star power that was missed in that game last night. Mm-hmm. Think of all the star power that's missed from a majority of the NFL early in the season, The Dolphins with Tua. Look at Buffalo's whole secondary in team right now. They have more injuries on that team than you could think the 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 Browns, the Steelers with their quarterback situation, it's just a sloppy product and injuries are piling up. Yeah. And I hate to be the guy to say, well that's because they don't hit it all in the preseason, but there's got to be some correlation of what happens early in the season and your body just being shocked because you haven't been hit the whole offseason and all of training camps. Yeah,
3: I think there's two there's two things here that are not new. Number one, the way in which teams prepare and the way offseasons and preseasons and training camps have changed. And also, this is not the first time we have reached this point of the season where we're talking about the quality of the play. And I think the problem here is the the NFL, we want something different than what the NFL values. The NFL doesn't value quality. It, it doesn't. And, and by the way, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. They they, they they want they want to squeeze as much money out of this sport as possible, and so that is going to come at the expense of quality. Those London games are never good. No, the Thursday night games are rarely good. If the you're product, going to London, if you're going to London and you're bang, you're not making the trip, right? Because you got to leave early. We've added a we've added a playoff team per conference. We're not adding good playoff teams per conference. We're, we're adding another week of regular season. We're watering down the product. Now, I don't blame them. But see, like you said, well, we all want football. We all do. I want more good football, mm-hmm. and so it is frustrating in the first month of the season to watch so many games that just aren't good. And look, those are not good offenses. I mean, to use to only use last night as an example of how bad the league has been. But Tom Brady's comments came before that game last night, mm-hmm. and he's right. As a general rule, as as somebody who watches, you know, f- uh, thirteen hours of football on Sundays, the Thursday nighter and the Monday nighter. I know what good football is. I know what it's like when the, the the quality of the product is good. It's not good early in the season. And again, we'll get to November, and I think we'll be marveling at how good the games are. Buffalo and, and, and there the are Rams. outliers. There Correct. are yeah, there are outliers. Uh, Miami and Buffalo was a great game, mm-hmm. but for the most part, boy, not a lot of quality. And I think this is the new norm in this league. And I think from a competitive standpoint, it's like the Bengals right now. You're sitting there at two and two, but guess what? For the most part. Pretty healthy. yeah. You know, DJ Reader's hurt, but pretty healthy. And they're ascending. They're better than they were two weeks ago. They've used the first month to sort of, all right, get themselves into form. And now they have a big game on Sunday. I think this is going to be the new norm. You're just hoping to avoid disaster. And most teams in the NFL have, including the one here.
2: Buffalo, Los Angeles, the first Thursday night game. Bad. Sloppy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chiefs and and Chargers was pretty good. It was okay. From a Thursday night standpoint. But, I mean, again... Angles was sloppy. Pittsburgh, Cleveland was a terrible Thursday Dreadful. night game. I just, I, I understand what the defense, what what the NFL is trying to do. But if it comes at the cost, like Matt Ryan in the post game last night said it best, he's like, we didn't even get to practice this week, mm-hmm. and I've got to get a new left tackle acclimated. Right. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. You could, you kind of got to get him playing time, and it comes at the expense of me getting hit. And it's just, it's a, it's a tough position to put different teams in and,
3: and different places but the so, problem the NFL will say is cool you watched correct. Amazon paid for it I mean exactly. and, and like I'm sitting there last night going look I know this is awful and I did leave for about 45 minutes and the show on 80s wrestling was better than that game mm-hmm. uh, but I but I came back to it and I'm sitting there going I'm the problem because I'm invested in this game and by the way I made three I made four wagers one did not hit I did uh, Mo Ali Cox over his total, but I had already wrapped up Alec Pierce. Matt Ryan threw a pick, so I wrapped that up, and then uh, the under was obviously going to hit. So that was taken care of, and yet there I was. And in part because everybody on Twitter was funny. Last night was a great Twitter night because everybody was just banging on the game, and Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet were great because they weren't hiding their disdain for that game. But the problem is the NFL knows, yeah, you know what? You're going to complain about the product. You're going to tweet about how bad it it is. You're still going to watch it. Yep. That's kind of the issue, right? It's like, you know, people used to say about the Bengals. It's like I used to say about UD basketball. Well, you're going to complain about the product, but you're still going to go. And I would always say, yeah, I'm part of the problem because I'm that guy who's still going. We're the same way. Yep. We still love that sport. We're still gambling. We're still playing fantasy football. We're still watching no matter what. There's still a fear that you're going to have, uh, you're going to be the person who didn't see last night's game. We're still addicted to the sport. And so those things mean that they're not compelled to offer the best quality product, and Thursday night football is not a quality product. Now, that game in particular, they could have played that bad boy at 4 o'clock on Sunday, probably still going to be lousy. Don't worry. <laughs>
2: Washington, Chicago next Thursday. That oh, is going to be yeah. abysmal.
3: And Let's yet, go. there I, read, I will be
2: watching. I read last night, Roger Sherman tweeted this out. Amazon paid $13 billion over 11 years for Thursday night football, 1.8 per year, 15 games per year, $78 million for that
3: broadcast last night. Mm-hmm. That's what that costs. And it, again, it's just... It's, can I just say something really quick about the broadcast? Austin mentioned this on, yeah. on Twitter, okay? With the Lucky
9: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
9: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
10: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new
0: mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbpgovernor slash careers.
3: Um, I could hire three people in this building to go help them get a good audio mix.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Those games sound yeah, amateur. They sound like matching games. Yep. I mean, they, they haven't figured out a way to capture the crowd was leaving in overtime last night like the the audio it looks visually stunning yeah the audio mix is awful and it drives me as a dork nuts and i
2: also think (laughs) for an nfl standpoint early in the season there haven't been a ton of weeks where there's like seven or eight really good games no like this week steelers bills nope no bears vikings nope lions patriots seahawks saints dolphins jets falcons buccaneers titans commanders texans jaguars 49ers panthers Cowboys, Rams, okay. Eagles, Cardinals, okay. Raiders, Chiefs, yeah, I'll buy in. Bengals, Ravens, by far and above the best game, but it's like London Sunday morning, Giants, Packers. But Half it's even team's like not even traveling.
3: Yeah, but it's even like Bengals, Ravens, It's two, two, and two teams. Right. <laughs> and, so, like it, and the Ravens have looked apart in, in in the majority of the quarters they've played. The Bengals have not. But it's two, two, and two teams. It's right. the large middle.
7: You mentioned next week is Chicago and Washington on mm. Thursday Night Football. Do you know what the following week
3: is?
2: I can't wait for whatever it is. The
7: following week is actually really good. Baltimore at Tampa. Okay. But that's followed up with Philadelphia and Houston. Oh Tennessee, no, Green no, Bay. No. Okay. Yeah. But
3: like even watching the Buccaneers this year, have they been fun to watch? No, no, no not so not by even, any
2: stretch. So, so the Thursday night schedule, right now, week six, Commanders Bears, week seven, Saints Cardinals. <laughs> gee, many Christmas. <laughs> uh, as Austin just said, Ravens Bucks, and then week nine, Eagles Texans. Mm-hmm. Yep. These aren't these aren't like drop dead. Let me sit don't, down. Don't and get forget the Atlanta, out. Carolina, week ten. Yeah, we can't wait for those. Uh, let's get to a break. <laughs> let's come
3: back. The game of note that we're. <laughs> Have looking you seen at, the three tilts on Thanksgiving? Oh, please. Buffalo, Detroit, which could be immensely entertaining because the Lions score a ton yeah, and and the Bills can score a ton. Giants, Dallas, which never is a good
2: game. Lock me in.
3: And then Patriots, Vikings in prime time.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Stop feeding me the Patriots like Tom Brady is still there. Yeah. You also – are you – are you trying to just
2: build in pain today? You come in, you I put playoff to watch, I baseball to watch the game. I don't want to watch. Look at this. There's an, there's people
3: in the stands. Playoff baseball, about 80% man. eighty
2: percent of the place is filled.
7: It's yeah. an atmosphere. It's, it's exciting. playoff
3: baseball. Daytime playoff baseball. It's not my fault the Reds aren't winning. And as, according to Nick Crawl, they're not going to win again next yeah, year. We're going to talk about that comment as I well. I mean, it's daytime playoff baseball. Let's go. I love
2: this. Ray's Guardians underway. Uh, we got to get to a break. Let's come back. Let's talk about the Sunday night football game between the Ravens and the Bengals. A service of Skyline Chili on ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati. Station at a Cincy
6: 360. Bengals and Ravens. Coverage starts Sunday at 3 on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Now, Cincy 360 resumes. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes. Save up to 25% on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's Sports Station.
3: They're going to be talking about this one, whether he's successful or not. Fourth and one, rather than kicking the game tying field goal, Hackett's going for the win. Fourth and one,
1: Wilson again from the gun, two wides to the right, Gordon the lone setback, one wide to the left, high snap, Wilson drops back, looking, looking, fires end zone, batted down and incomplete. Intended for Sutton, it's batted down by Gilmore, and the Indianapolis Colts
3: are gonna win it here in Denver. There you have it, Spiro Dinas, former radio voice of the Knicks.
2: The Volk Energy <laughs> call of the night. A lot of energy out of that one last Buh. night. Buh. When the announcers Buh.
3: were they as like down on the game as Allen? Oh were? man, I don't know, but they were. Like, Al they Michaels were, they were could even, not
2: hide his disdain when that went to overtime. Angry, not yeah. as angry as half the crowd leaving going into. I've never seen that.
3: There was a moment in overtime where they came back from a break. Or it might have been late in regulation. They came back from a break, and you could tell Kirk Street got the text from yeah. New York. yeah. Because they're ragging on the offenses how bad the game is, and they come back, and Kirk, right out of a break, is like, well, you know, Al, yeah. there's also really good defenses. Correct. You could tell they got the memo, yep. Kirk is a good employee, Yes. and read the memo. There was Smart. also
7: this exchange. You know, I'm only half kidding, but sometimes a game can be, at least at this point, so bad, it's almost good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No
8: no <laughs> Herbstree goes no 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 um
2: all of that jumbled into our Voke energy call tonight brought to you by the Voke energy chewable tablets available now in your area udf visit voke energy.com westwood one on the to call learn there. more um clearly no one in that on either one of those teams were voked up last night No, <laughs> nor were the fans who left like
3: hey let's go into overtime now nah, i'm out I'm, I'm out. Like, not on the East Coast either, no. where you're like, dude, it's 1130. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mountain time. It's two hours, you're right? right. A lot of and folks doing the same trot
7: to their bedroom.
2: It's <laughs> a 10-minute overtime. It's not like it's going to be another hour. Um, <laughs> the game Sunday night. I feel like kind of talked about this when you came in today. Mm-hmm. Like, playing on Thursday, by the time you get to today, you've you've covered every base of this game. Mm-hmm. We've talked about every single angle Zach Taylor and, and coming off the mini-bye, can they get the run game going? Can they get more fluidity and consistency in the offense? Can they match the intensity of a team that has lost five in a row at home, mm-hmm. that got embarrassed by this Bengals team twice last year? They're going to be pumped to to get out and, and put last week to bed. Can you match that intensity early? For your viewing, what, what are some of your keys – to this game for the Bengals? Well,
3: I think for me, you know, everybody's going to talk about the running game and the Bengals unearthing, what they haven't been able to get uh, done with uh, Joe Mixon, but look, this is the worst pass defense in the NFL. Yes. The Bengals have elite weaponry and a great quarterback. Let's see it. Let's see it. They blitz a ton, fourth most of anybody in the NFL. Joe has gotten really good against the blitz. That's going to put some guys on islands. Let's see if T and Jamar can win some battles. They've had a hard time getting Jamar Chase open. I'm interested in how they defense him. But but that to me, you know, and there's I've, been a little frustration from Jamar, who understand, says, "Look, understandably I understand so, that I'm getting double doesn't mean I have to like it." Yeah, and and Zach Taylor has taken some some heat from commentators, most notably Chris Sims, about the lack of creativity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that your game plan should be a direct response to what somebody says about you on TV, but but I mean, yeah, we would like to see them be a little bit more creative, and we've seen sprinkles of it, flashes right. of it, but we haven't seen it on a consistent basis, but. I mean all right you know we talked before the season started should the Bengals do the Bengals have a top 5 group of weapons and yes. everybody says yes we said yes okay well you've got a secondary that is struggling you got a pass rush that isn't there when they rush for take advantage joe is great against the blitz he's great pre snap he's got elite weaponry he ought to be able to cook. And so that, to me, is what I'm most interested in seeing. The Bengals are playing against a pass defense. As much as they've retooled, Mm -hmm. you know, drafting Kyle Hamilton and all that, as much as they've gotten guys healthy, Marcus Peters will hopefully, from a Baltimore standpoint, not be yelling at his coach. Uh, More than anything, that's what I'm interested on Sunday. Can the Bengals take advantage of a team that cannot stop teams passing attacks? Let me ask
2: you if you can only have one or the other. Because he's played good. Burrow's been nowhere near what we saw last year. Not to this point. Not yet. I mean, he wasn't sharp Thursday night. He missed some throws. Mm -hmm. If you could only have one or the other, Mm -hmm. is it Joe Burrow like Joe Burrow can play Mm -hmm. or getting Joe Mixon going? If you can only pick one,
3: Joe Burrow easy because I'm going to need that more late in games than I will Joe Mixon.
2: What about the defensive side of the ball? I think you and I have both kind of been on the same page of look. Defense has been one of the top five defenses in the NFL. They've also played four backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think we get to find more of the true identity, and I think most of the identity we know with the Bengals defense. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a top ten defense in the NFL. To what extent can they play? What is their ceiling? I think you're finally going to get a chance against an unorthodox offense and against a starting quarterback that would be an MVP consideration right now if the season ended.
3: Yeah, but pretty. Pretty sizable jump from basically four backup quarterbacks to the way Lamar Jackson has played this year. Um, I I guess for me, though, I just don't trust the skill guys from a Baltimore standpoint, right? So I feel good. Who are the skill guys? Yeah. So I feel really good about this game because as great as Lamar has been, and he has played at an MVP caliber level, First of all, Lou Rumo's track record against Lamar Jackson is very good. Uh, second of all, I trust Cincinnati's collective defense, yeah. even without DJ Reader, more than I do these dudes that Lamar is throwing to. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell me the Ravens are going to win with Lamar Jackson throwing to Mark Andrews a bunch, let's try that. Let's try that. Now, they're going to have to force some turnovers, but... Lamar last season only played 11 games. The only game in which he completed fewer than 50% of his passes was the first game against Cincinnati. Obviously, he didn't play the second. He gained, I think it ended up being 88 yards rushing. There were a bunch of scrambles at the end. Mm -hmm. Lose defense did a really good job against Lamar last year, and in the first game two years ago, Bengals got blown out because Zach Taylor had no idea how to pass protect against that blitz. But Lamar didn't kill them. Lamar played okay. I I like the matchup here, not because it's any shade at Lamar. He's having a great year. He's a terrific quarterback. I trust Lou will cook up against an offense that, aside from Lamar Jackson, is just not that impressive. I liked
2: the thought last week. Like Tyreek Hill made that catch on a Mm-hmm. Great coverage. Yeah, playmaker made a play. Right. Like I can live with that. That stuff happens. I would rather live with Duvernay and Bateman doing that on Sunday and saying. Man, their guys made plays. Tip your cap. Than I would letting Mark Andrews have 12 catches for a buck 20.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you know what they want to do. Make their second level players beat you. And if they do, then you say, you know what? Lamar had a great game. He's improved as a passer. Their players went and made plays. Mm-hmm. But if I got, what you don't want is Lamar getting going in the running game and then Mark Andrews becoming a weapon. Yeah. Those are the only two things Baltimore offensively is going to beat you with. And, and again, if they go down the field. And you have good coverage and it's just a better throw because that happens, right? Both sides of the ball make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They have to make plays even when the other team is in a good position. So take away their best options. And if Duvernay beats you, then you say, man, we'll have to adjust for that as the game goes on. But I don't want, you know, one-on-one coverage against Mark Andrews where he's running free across the middle for 12, 10-yard
6: gains.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's some of that that I think you could take. I, to me, though, it's if if their game plan is... Their tight end is gonna beat you. I think the Bengals can allow him to get some catches yes. and that's gonna limit their big plays. Lamar may make a fool out of all of us, and you know, he's had a terrific year. That there's no getting around that. But I guess in this game, I look at it like this. I have the I have the team with the better skill guys, mm-hmm. I have the better defense, I have a quarterback who is ascended from where he was week one. Lamar's having the better season. I still think Joe's the better quarterback. And I'm getting points.
2: Right. Take it. I
3: feel pretty good about that. That's from a gambling perspective, but I, I trust this defense. I think of, of every unit, uh, Dana and I had this conversation on Tuesday, of every unit in the AFC North, I think right now the most trustworthy unit is Cincinnati's defense. Mm-hmm. They might not have the ceiling of the Bengals offense. They might not have the ceiling of some of the offenses in this uh in this division. But can you Luana Rumo's defense is since after his first season, boy, they don't get shredded. Right? There's not a whole lot of assignment mistakes. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of guys out of position. Rarely do they seem helpless. We've seen helpless defenses. You know, you get the sense the Bengals aren't going to have to win many boat races. They're not going to have to win many shootouts. I I carry that sense into this game on Sunday, and if that's the case, and if the Bengals continue to not turn the ball over against the defense which has not stopped anybody in the air... I love the Bengals' chances on Sunday.
2: That game's on Sunday. Ideally, you and I are celebrating victory Monday at Twin Peaks. That means that that UC also has to win and cover. Let's talk about the Bearcats and their chances when we come back. Cincy 360, a service of Skyline Chili on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
0: Ray
10: Maliazzi here for eBay Motors.
0: Join Dave Lapham and me this afternoon at 3 for Bengals' pep rally on the official home of the Bengals, Cincinnati's ESPN 1530.
2: All right, welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. We are a service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. You just heard a commercial there from Mo about Skyline Chili
3: celebrating
2: yes. their 73rd
3: birthday this weekend.
2: They're celebrating. UC's going for their 30th straight home win this weekend.
3: at Skyline before each of the first 29. I will have a Skyline giveaway on social media later oh, today. How about this? At MoEgger on Twitter. Can, Can I, I win? Uh, Am I eligible? You're not eligible. No. Damn it. If you quit you your win. job right now, you will be eligible. Whoa.
2: All right. See you guys. All right.
3: Appreciate it. <laughs> um,
2: South Florida does not pose many threats.
3: They pose no threat.
2: They did find a way <laughs> to somehow go to Florida and lose 31-28. Mm-hmm. It's a one in four football team for UC. Is there anything about South Florida that makes you nervous from their team standpoint because I it's very obvious like they've got to get better from the penalty standpoint. Mm-hmm. Things that they can control. You're going to miss some kicks, you're going to drop passes, you're going to you're going to have Whatever, on, you're going to have blown assignments on defense. You need to start controlling the penalties if you're the Bearcats. But is anything that they possess worry you from a standpoint of a matchup or what they can do? Jerry Bohannon, or Gary Bohannon, the, the quarterback, played at Baylor last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not really shown much this year. He's completing um, a, a low percentage of his passes, 55%. Anything that they do concern you?
3: I think the uniforms they're wearing tomorrow. Are pretty yeah. slick. Okay. That's There's where it
2: stops? My answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because usually, like, if this game was in, like, November, back when I was playing, <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, South Florida's <laughs> coming up. They're going to be cold. This is a bad football team coming to town. That's why UC is favored by so many points
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
11: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
2: But it should be a game that UC can handle with rather ease.
3: Well, you mentioned the thing that is is most important. And, and look, there are, um, you know, Jeff Scott, who was T. Higgins' position coach at Clemson, uh, and has taken over a USF program that should be better than it is. Why can't they get players? The Yeah, the Tampa Bay Times was a piece this week that ex- explored, first of all, why can't he get players? Second of all, um, how much sense does it make to keep this going? Yeah. They have the third worst winning percentage in college football since he took over there. I I, I watched their game against Louisville. Louisville is not very good this season. No. Beat them 41-3. Yes. Uh, This is a terrible USF team. Cincinnati is favored by close to four touchdowns for a reason. But we keep talking about it. They did tap into some semblance of a running game last week. Uh, Need a little bit more of it. They need more from the offense in the second half of games. I would love for this to be a game in which they can give Evan some reps just because it's lopsided and it never hurts to give your backup some reps. And Evan is the backup.
2: But, Tony, man, I, I... They've given up some points, too. 50, 31, yeah. 41, 48. UC's averaging over 40. I
3: I want a post-game box score where there's, like, five penalties or less. Yeah. that That's it for me because, you know, the the UCF game looms Halloween weekend. That's their toughest game. They should beat everybody on their schedule. But my guess is if they don't, the one they lose or the two they lose, you are going to look back on how the Bearcats were way too complicit in their own demise, you're going to look at penalties. They've got to get cleaned up. And, you know, you can you can talk all you want about how, well, you know, look, some of the stuff is ticky-tack or some of the procedural stuff is really not that big of a deal. It's, it's the thing that brings the Bearcats down to another team's level. Mm-hmm. I don't think USF is good enough to beat them if the Bearcats commit 15 penalties. UCF is. Yeah and so i want to start to see that go in the right direction i think going are, in, go, going into a bye week believe it or not i think there can be good penalties like i
2: i'm okay if if someone's blocking and and dominating their their man and they block a little too long sure or you know they're, There's they're penalties being out of, physical after the whistle penalties like, out of aggression if I, they I can, have those i can understand all oh, that's just that's a luke fickle mentality right but it's like you're going the to get false those. starts. Mm-hmm. Offsides. Mm-hmm. Holding. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff where you're and like... And the really yeah.
3: unnecessary stuff after the whistle. Yes. Get it taken care of. The pass interference calls. Get it taken care of. And this team's secondary is beaten up. This mm-hmm. team's secondary has some issues. And so they, they... SMU has had some players quit. And, you know, we watched them on, on Wednesday. They're not very good. Bearcats don't play next weekend. So this is... You know, a home game. They're not going to play another home game until November the fifth. Right. So it's uh, homecoming game tomorrow. Bye week. Road game. Tougher road game. Then you come home. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff. It's the stuff's got to get cleaned up. Yeah. They beat Indiana by God knows how many points. Yep. If they're more effective offensively, they win the Arkansas in the second half. They win the Arkansas game. True. If not for all the mistakes, the Tulsa game is not close. If not for all the mistakes, I just want to see them play a clean game to the point that you don't worry about, well, look, they're going to have three and outs. That stuff happens. You're not going to score on every drive, but you don't have these long lulls and you don't look at the box score after the game and go, yep, nine more penalties. Give me that this week. Happy. And I'll feel a little bit better about their ability to not shrink the margin for error moving forward.
2: Let's get to our last break of hour number one. Let's come back. Uh, an NBA story to talk about and why we should already just pencil in the Reds for the World Series next year based wow. on the moves they've made. Wow. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. A service and we got Decision Day at Skyline Chili.
6: Get ready for a Sunday night slobber knocker. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530.
2: Welcome back. Tony Pike, Mo Egger. We're a service of Skyline Chili. Uh, The video of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole was released. TMZ got it. I don't know whether the Warriors released this so they didn't have to pay Draymond or if someone from the staff released this and probably collected a, a nice little penny.
3: The the Warriors, you know, they went down like, all right, which employees get championship rings and which ones don't? Yep. I think we know who didn't. Yep.
2: They cut it off at the wrong spot. <laughs> uh with that being said. Draymond to the Knicks question mark. Nope. Is there a way that you can bridge that gap? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you could bridge that gap between those two.
3: That's not a that's not a scrum. Well the thing is it's it's it, you have to take into account like the person here like if that's clay thompson right you're like okay all right something really must have pissed off clay draymond green's become a clown show did you watch his act during the nba finals last year and like draymond green's been a hell of a defensive player and a big part of that team for a very long time a very important part of that team multiple time all-star all nba performer but with, with every athlete with every employee uh who brings a certain amount of bs to the table you, you measure the BS versus the value. And at some point, if the BS outweighs the value, then the player is no longer somebody you want on your team. And I wonder, when do we get to that point? When do the Warriors get to that point with, uh, with Draymond Green? Delano
2: DeShields, Alan Zinter, Lee Tunnel, Christian Perez, Rolando Valles. Those five coaches will not be back for the Reds next year. David Bell will. But just by moving on from those five coaches, how many wins will that add to the team next year? None. Yeah.
3: None. I mean, they'll probably what? win more games next season, but
2: none. How do you feel about the comment from Nick Crawl that 100-loss season is unacceptable, mm-hmm. but also noted that they're going to come into 2023 in a similar place than we are right now?
3: I feel bad that Nick Crawl has to be... The spokesperson for ownership, because that's not a Nick Crawl thing. You think Nick Crawl doesn't want to win more games next year?
2: Right. He'd love to be able to go out and spend money. Nick
3: Crawl wouldn't love to make next year's team drastically better. Of course he does. Nick Nick Crawl is acting under a certain mandate. The mandate from ownership is, we're not going to do anything we can to be better next year because we want to be good on the cheap in 2024, 25, and 26. I don't blame Nick Crawl at all. Uh, I don't think Nick Crawl is the most articulate when it comes to uh, conveying a message. But this isn't on Nick Crawl. Nick Crawl. The last time we talked about him was doing his job well. It was get value for the guys that ownership told him to get rid of. Nick Kroll is being asked to speak on behalf of something that I'm sure he doesn't want to do. This team
2: went from playoffs to last year competing pretty much up until the end of the season for the playoffs to losing 100 games. Who was the rat last red. The rat? The Probably rat. whoever released that video, Who of Draymond. Who was the mm. last
3: red to drive in a run in a postseason game? Good. Good gracious see if i can test your guys knowledge Um, oh that would have been
7: 2013 jay bruce no brandon phillips no Mm. i'm gonna say joe morgan (laughs) no (laughs) i'm gonna say
3: Today, at some point, you can provide an answer. Yeah.
7: Johnny Gomes. Shinsu Chu. Ooh. Oh.
3: Home run off Tony Watson, eighth yeah. inning of the wild card game in 2013 that cut the Pirates' lead to 6 2. Mm.
2: That was the uh, Johnny Cueto game.
3: It was. I just remember, like, I, I said, Luis this.
2: Castillo in the bump tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. We said this at the game the other night. Like, I went from like going to games, I was down in Carolina, and I remember the Reds made the playoffs, and it was the holiday no hitter. Yeah. And then the, the San Francisco Giants series, mm-hmm. and I was at clinch-miss. Mm-hmm. And then you go down there the other night, and it's like, man, how far this has fallen.
7: Listen to this Pirates lineup from that game. Pedro Alvarez, mm-hmm. Clint Barmas, Marlon Bird, Jason Grilly, Francisco Liriano, Starling Marte, mm-hmm. Russell Martin, Andrew McCutcheon, Justin Mordeaux, Neil Walker.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. The Pirates team won 94 games. Yeah, crazy. About that. And it's what, what'd you call it? Decision
3: day? Decision day in MLS.
2: Win and you're in. Win or draw and you're in.
3: Can I say something really quick? Yes. I don't know what the future holds for FC Cincinnati's broadcast crew. Yeah. Because Apple TV has taken over all the broadcasts. But congratulations to uh, Tom Gallater and Kevin McCloskey and Alex Steck. Mm -hmm. On uh, on a hell of a run. I I don't know what this is going to mean for the radio crew. That's, I don't don't know. But uh, if this is their last TV broadcast, um, well done. Yes. Awesome. And I, and I hope they call a victory in a, a playoff clincher on Sunday.
2: I'm going to have Tommy on later in the show today. <sighs> well, tell him I said that. We'll talk the orange and blue, uh, FC Cincinnati. Orange. Before we do that uh, and get to hour two, let's get some locks of the weekend.
12: Hey, Degenerates, it's time for Locks of the Weekend, presented by Cincy Shinsu-choo. Shirts. Shinsu Chu. either of their two stores, downtown or in Hyde Park. Check them out anytime at CincyShirts.com and follow them on Twitter at CincyShirts. You know, now, let's make you some money. Brian you know Ledwick
3: I, was three for four that day. You know what I love about baseball? Two doubles. You know what I love about baseball players? That? You see some of these dudes with like three or four gold chains yeah. and they look cool as hell. Mm-hmm. If I showed up to work looking right. like uh, Yandy Diaz right now, who's got three just enormous gold <laughs> yes. chains. If I showed up next week, if I showed up at Twin Peaks on Monday with those... I would get laughed out of the building, right? Yeah, I think it, I'd, I'd respect it. But Did you yet, see. Th- these dudes were these, and they look cool. My wife pointed this out to me. We're at the Yankee Stadium last week. And a starting pitcher had this giant, or one of the relief pitchers for Baltimore, this huge chain on. And she's like, he's really wearing that during a baseball game. I'm like, yes, that's like the one part of society where. Big gold chains are not just welcome; they're encouraged, and I love it. Jose I, Ramirez, I'm, I'm gonna start rocking that look. Jose Ramirez'
7: uh, chain today is
3: awesome. I'm gonna start rocking that. In baseball, it's accepted yeah. and encouraged. In real life, you will get laughed at if you if I, if you go out this weekend wearing a bunch of gold chains. Your buddies will laugh at you and they'll ask how much cologne you're wearing. Jose I want, Ramirez, I want real life to be like baseball in that regard.
2: Jose Ramirez has a chain with a picture of himself biting a chain <laughs> on a chain today. It's incredible. Um, I like the Mets' money line tonight. Okay. I think they uh, I think they take care of the Padres. Uh, college football. This was built up in the offseason based on what the two coaches said. Bama's such a better team, and I don't think Nick Saban is going to call the dogs off. Yeah. Bama by a lot. Air Force, Utah State, two teams going in different directions. Air Force covers the number. Rutgers. Getting points at home against Nebraska. I think Tennessee goes on the road to Brian Kelly's family and gets a win. Wake Forest will crush Army. This is the game last year that was like 70-65. to Mm -hmm. Army is not capable of scoring that much this year. And I don't care if Will Levis plays or not. I got it at 6 yesterday. I'll take Kentucky over South Carolina.
3: Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. If you thought last night's game was bad, how about these two tonight? Nebraska, Rutgers, Cornhuskers, Casey Thompson has looked a little bit more comfortable at quarterback. Rutgers has scored 36 points total its last three games. For some reason, this game is sold out. I don't know why. I am comfortable laying the three points with the Huskers. Memphis-Houston, as long as the Cougs haven't quit, and I think that's a possibility, uh, they're getting three. I'll take the three. I'll also go over 57.5. What is the best offense in college football? UCs. What is the best offense in college football? Ohio State. State. It's TCU. TCU on the road. <laughs> game day is in Lawrence. Game day is going to see the Horn Frogs roll. They're averaging forty-eight and a half points a game. They're laying six and a half. I'll take the road favorite. Do the same thing with uh, Tennessee. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's <laughs> going to take a hard loss here. He's been uh, good historically as a dog. He's a dog here at home. He's not going to howl. Tennessee lay the three. Alabama. You know what Alabama has this year that they haven't had in a long time. Not, good, the,
7: not the best offense in the country. A good defense. Good defense yeah. They're laying
3: 24 and a half points in the Jimbo Bowl against a bad AM team. <laughs> Lay the points. Uh, are the Buckeyes going to even know what to do tomorrow? They're they actually to on the road. playing a. It's probably going to be 50,000
7: Buckeye fans there, anyways.
3: Probably. I'm still going to go ahead and take the 27 points of Michigan State. I like Navy getting the 5.5 against Tulsa. Tulsa's played back to back really hard physical games. I think he catches up to them. And at 28, I wouldn't have done it. 27.5, oh, I will. Yeah. It's going to be a victory Monday because the Cats cover the number at home against USF. I Bengals. have a gambling question. Yeah.
7: What does it mean when a team lays points?
2: It
3: means they're the favorite. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: I I like the Bengals because we're going to have a victory Monday. I think five and a half is too much. I think Arizona gives Philly their first loss of the year. It's not in prime time, so I'll take Minnesota and Kirk Cousins over the Bears because the Bears are stinky. And Tom Brady (laughs) has not lost three games in a row in 20 years. I think Atlanta, for the first time this year, doesn't cover the spread. I think Tom Brady comes out with something to prove, and they roll – The Falcons.
3: I'm gonna go ATS Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in his career 42 and 21 against the number, five and two as a road favorite. This line baffles me. I have no idea why the Dolphins are only laying three against the Jets. I'll lay the three. I'll go Philly first half minus three. I'm gonna go opposite direction. I don't think this Tampa Bay team is very good. Mm. Will Giselle Buncheon show up wearing a Falcons hat? Whoa. Was she now a Des Ritter fan? Whoa. The intrigue grows. Falcons, (laughs) I'll take the ten points. Kansas City Hammers, Las Vegas, they're laying seven. I get the better defense. I get the better skill guys. I get a quarterback who has stopped turning the ball over. Give me the Bengals. I'll take the three over Joe Burrow, 273 and a half yards passing. Easy money. You're welcome. Victory
2: Monday. Mo, thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome, Charlie Goldsmith. When we come back, Cincy three sixty on ESPN fifteen thirty, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili,
10: WCKY
12: Cincinnati. the fifty thousand watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals, Ooh. Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen
6: thirty. This is Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Cincy 360 is brought to you by Rides, the evolution of Rideshare. It's cheaper, safer, and has no surge pricing ever. Download the Rides app today. That's W-R-I-D-Z, Rides.
2: Never, never, ever, ever will you find a surge with Rides? This is Cincy 360, hour number two, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Each and every Friday, we are joined by the man that covers the Reds and the Bengals for Cincinnati.com. That is the case today. Joining us right now, Charlie Goldsmith. Charlie, what's up? Doing well. How about you? You know, Charlie, I was doing well, and then I flipped on the TV, and now I've seen playoff baseball in my studio here. And I just wonder... Um, the Guardians and the Reds were were kind of picked around the same win-loss total this year, and now I'm watching the Guardians host a, a playoff game while the Reds just capped off 100 losses. Do you have any indication on when maybe we'll see another playoff game in Cincinnati?
13: I think the Reds' window won't open until 2024 at the earliest. Oh. You know, we spoke to Nick Raw yesterday. He said it's going to be the bulk of the same team back next year. They're not expecting a a particularly aggressive free agent push because they are developing through the system
11: to look for the next starting lineup
13: of core contributors. and He said he expects the Reds to be a younger team. Next year will be about development at the big league level. He says every spot's up for grabs, and now they have to get the most out of the players in the system.
2: How hard is this for Nick crawl Because this is a team just a few years ago. They go to the playoffs. They compete all the way down to the wire last year. And now you flash forward, here is 100 losses. It feels like Nick crawl's kind of handcuffed with this. It is a difficult situation for him to be in.
13: He said 100 losses was unacceptable. Um, You know, These changes won't get them into the playoffs next year, but they've tried to address some of the reasons why they lost 100 games. They've made some significant changes to their sports medicine and training staff structure. Uh, They fired five coaches because they want to improve the coaching staff, bring in some different voices, and have a group of guys that can do a better job of making in-season adjustments with the players they have does feel very confident about the state of the farm system. He sees it as a successful year overall because they made some good trades and saw some uh, some young guys in the farm system develop and really improve and show they can be long-term pieces for the Reds. But while it was a success on the minor league level, it was a disaster on the major. league If you're trying
2: to go into next year and, and you're pushing Reds fast and, and opening day next year, if you're the Reds or someone that, as you're covering this team, is there anything you can point towards as the positive, or is there anything you can point towards to try to ignite or excite this fan base going into next year?
13: Yeah, David Bell and Nick Kral both mentioned the positive of this year specifically was resounding successes for Hunter Green, for Nick Ladoa, for Graham Ashcroft. You can write those three guys in Sharpie as guys who, you know, I think threads are competitive at some point this decade. will be big reasons why. Um, aside from that, I think the next year is going to be about identifying who the position players are going to be. You have Stevenson, you have India, but aside from that, it's wide open. You know, you're waiting for guys like Ellie Dela Cruz and Matt McLean. Are you able to develop, develop guys or guys like Spencer Steer going to take a step forward? So these are now the questions they're going to have to deal with on a daily basis.
2: On the Bengals side of things, they have the Thursday night football game. They have the mini buy. They now get ready for Sunday night football in Baltimore, a team that is coming off five straight home losses that were embarrassed by this Bengals team twice last year. How much do you expect from an environment and just an intensity standpoint from the Bengals to try to match that early Sunday night?
13: Yeah, we just talked to Zach Taylor. He said he would take the Bengals on the road against almost anyone. It is a team that does have some games in the bank in big primetime road environments playoff games adverse situations playing well and there's going to be as much adversity as you could expect because of the way Lamar Jackson is, is playing the unique distinct challenges he poses the defense that is very good but hasn't seen anyone anywhere near the with the skill set that Lamar brings to the table this is a very important game for the Bengals and I get the sense they're really looking forward to the stage to kind of show what they can do finally against a really good quarterback and team.
2: Yeah, it seems like an opportunity for both teams. Obviously the Bengals not wanting to go 0 and 2 in the division and drop to 2 and 3 overall. Defensively, you kind of hit on something there. This defense has been lights out this season, but they've been lights out against essentially four backup quarterbacks. Now you get the threat of Lamar Jackson playing like MVP Lamar Jackson. What do you expect from the Bengals' defense coming into Sunday night? Because we know how good they've been. We also know the caliber of quarterback hasn't been up to that level of Lamar. So what are your expectations on the defensive side Sunday night?
13: I think to stop Lamar, and you've seen this, the Baltimore Ravens' offense, kind of like the Bengals' offense but a little less, has gone through some waves where they have had nothing going this year. That's how you lose two three-score games because your offense goes in spells And when that's happened, three things have happened. There's been consistent pressure that has forced Lamar into quick, hurried decisions. That's specifically what happened against Miami in Week 2. Lamar was kind of working too fast and got in his own way. You need someone who's going to be spying Lamar, preventing those design scrambles, huge explosive runs that have broke open games against New England in particular. Uh, I think that's going to be really split between Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither or maybe Mike Hilton if they throw something different schematically. But the Bengals do think they have three guys who can really track Lamar, and then Lamar Jackson has kind of taken a page out of Matthew Stafford's book this season. He is slinging 60-yard throws down the field and daring his receivers to get it. They've connected on some of those. The Bengals need to be as sound as they were on the back end this week as they were against Waddle and Hill last week.
2: Offensively, you go into the mini-bye, and you've gotten no semblance of a running game going all season. Joe Burrow, they've won twice, but I don't, I don't think we've yet to see Joe Burrow that we expected to see. So what can they do over that mini-bye to try to address both of those, to get Burrow more comfortable and to find some way to get a running game going, which you're going to need against the Baltimore Ravens?
13: So the Baltimore Ravens, as Joe Burrow said this week, might have the best two outside corner duo in the league, and they have a safety-making top, top, top-of-the-market money, but they in 32nd in the league in pass defense, and the reason why is very simple. The Ravens have some bad defenders in the middle of the field. Patrick Queen's one of the worst coverage linebackers in football. Chuck Clark has been exposed in space. Brandon Stevens' move to the nickel has really been struggling. Devontae Parker destroyed him in the game against the Patriots. So overall, the Bengals can take advantage of openings in the middle of the field. You combine that with Jamar Chase saying all week when I'm getting double teamed, the way to stay involved is by playing more in the slot. The Bengals did that a ton early. I think it makes a ton of sense to bring that back this week, to kind of take Humphrey out of it a bit, even though we know Chase can beat him, to find a way for Chase's yards after reception, to really take off like they did on the on that 80-yard slant last year against Baltimore to keep the chains moving with consistent, reliable, easy throws. I think that wrinkle could really go a long way for the Bengals.
2: Offensively, with the running game, do you think there's anything more they can do to free up Joe Mixon? Because I think people think, yes, it's an O-line thing. It could be a Joe Mixon thing. It could be a scheme thing. Do you, do you foresee the running game getting going this week?
13: I wish I knew the answer. That is a really tough question. I see it kind of two ways with Mixon. First, in week three, you know, the classic criticism of that game was he's not hitting the hole, he's dancing, he's trying to do too much. And the coaches have said this, and I saw this. Mixon made an adjustment. He hit the hole hard against the Dolphins. There just weren't line, uh, offensive linemen getting blocks at the second level. But then part of it's on Mixon, too, because I don't think he's broken the tackle all year. Yeah. When he has guys one-on-one in space, he's not winning. That's concerning. It's also a very small sample size, especially because he doesn't get those opportunities a ton because of the way the blocking has struggled. It all goes hand-in-hand, and we need to know the answer of where the running game stands. We don't quite have that answer yet because there have been so many complicating factors. Do we have an answer
2: on the health of the Bengals going into this game? A couple guys missing practice. Evan McPherson a little bit this week. From a health standpoint, what are you expecting for Sunday night?
13: Yeah, we just talked to Zach. He said Higgins and Hurst may pop up on the injury report today, but he's confident in them. You know, everyone who's on the active roster practiced in some capacity today. So the Bengals aren't, I think, as great of a shape as you could possibly hope to be at week five of the NFL season.
2: We talked from the NFL as a whole. Tom Brady mentioned it yesterday. Um, We mentioned it at the start of today's show after watching Thursday Night Football. Do you put your your hand on anything to say, okay, maybe why – So many of these teams and so many of these games have been ugly, have been sloppy to start the season. Is there anything that points to maybe why that is across the NFL right now?
13: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this. Who are the teams that were the top five teams in the AFC tier one entering the season? Bengals, Chargers, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens. Yep. Then in the NFC, these aren't all your contenders, but the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were huge contenders. Of all the teams I just named, Zero of them have gotten the running game going at all. None of them. All their running backs are either in rotations because none of them has taken any step forward. Or there are guys like Joe Mixon who've been running into a cloud of dust and not making the most of it all season. <clears throat> There's not one consistent running game in the group. And they're facing teams, you know, with a light box with multiple high safeties, because all the teams I mentioned have great quarterbacks who want to take shots down the field. Those seven teams I mentioned don't have the answer yet. Um, You know, Maybe it's stuff like moving receivers around. Maybe there are different run scheme concepts you can do to get them going. But none of those teams have an answer yet to be consistent, to move the chains and use the run game against the styles of defenses they're facing.
2: 100%. Could not agree with you more. Charlie Goldsmith, before I let you go, uh, your biggest keys to victory, Sunday night football, Bengals, Ravens, and AFC North clash, The Bengals trying to get their first AFC North win. Ravens trying to stop five straight home losses. What do the Bengals need to do to win Sunday night?
13: I think uh, it's a big Trey Hendrickson game. The Ravens don't really have uh, an answer when you force them to make decisions quickly when you rush four. Lamar's been great against the Blitz when you rush four and he still has to get the ball out. Andrews is the only guy he can rely on in that game. So if Hendrickson and also Sam Hubbard, who's made a leap, continue to play at the level they've been at all season... That goes a long way, and like we were saying, if you can run the ball because the the, uh, Ravens will have a lot of safeties playing over the top, then you can really create some openings in the middle of the field and get this thing rolling.
2: Charlie, awesome stuff as always. Austin, before we let Charlie go, is there anything you wanted to ask him? No, not this time around. All right, now, Charlie, going forward, we're going to have a prospect from the Reds each and every Friday that we're randomly going to toss you at the end, and you're going to have to tell (laughs) us about that prospect. I'm ready. I'm at ready. some point this year we'll 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 we're gonna get you caught up a little bit. Not gonna happen. All right. Well you're now you're <laughs> warned. You've got a week to study up. We can go at any level. You just be ready. Charlie Goldsmith, Cincinnati.com. Charlie, I appreciate you each and every Friday, man.
13: Thanks. Talk to you soon.
2: Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. Charlie Goldsmith. Austin, I thought you were gonna hit him with one today.
7: I'll be honest, I was not prepared for that.
2: All right. I just thought that's what I was we're
7: doing. So, uh, so fired up on
2: you know Sunday night football and yeah, what Charlie was saying. We got talkbacks here in a second. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was a-
7: actually looking through some of the talkbacks. I haven't played any of them, but I mean, there's so many of
2: them already. Yeah, you were probably starting your top ten list for today. Oh God, a lot going on. Let's I break that too, and let's come back with talkbacks. Cincy three sixty, the Friday edition, a service of our friends at Rides.
6: ESPN 1530, the Cincinnati Bengals play here. Cincy 360 carries on on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. Is that time for
5: talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message for Austin and Tone. Please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add
6: a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for Talkbacks. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360.
14: Austin, buddy, play that Talkback on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. Last night's game, just awful, terrible.
15: What other adjectives you want to use? Uh, Felt like I was watching two first grade teams go at it for like the first time in their lives. Just awful. My favorite part of the game, Probably um, when Al Michaels would give those Lord of the Rings promos and talk about it like he actually knew what the hell Lord of the Rings was or cared about it. Uh, that was pretty entertaining. Uh, looking forward to more of those, yeah. Thank you. And we're off. I've got a golf outing tomorrow at 7. Uh, when should I commence the dumping? <laughs> we got pregame, 7 a.m. shotgun start, back 9, <laughs> no dumping zone. Uh, mind you, I am golfing with a ringer, so... Uh, soupy or sober will use maybe two of my balls uh, either way
2: what uh i would if it's a shotgun start i'd shotgun a beer right at the beginning yeah that's what i would do too
4: up there? Carl again, but hey, Carl. most of the time i'm kevin Northern kentucky sending me a talk back from angel ridge Oddie buddy i see how you don't let the old man in you put him on hold forever in a day and you forget about him <laughs> Easy, easy, brother. Just kidding. I know it was a jam-packed Thursday. I still love you. Hmm. Tony, on your early exit, I don't blame your brother. I took my son to his first Reds game three years ago, and he wanted to go home in the third inning. That's Carl. Signing out. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hooray!
2: <are they? laughs> Thank you, Carl. Wow, there's a lot there. There's a lot to take in.
3: Jack McKee and Bob Boone, Miley Nairn, what a goon. Dusty Baker playoff chokes. <laughs> Price and Riggle men were jokes. Castellini fire sale. David Bell is going to fail. Losing season's nothing new. What else are we going to do? The Reds are a dumpster
0: fire. Wow. In my grave, I'm turning while the teams are burning. The
14: Reds are a <laughs> dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, something's wrong, and it goes on and on. And on, and on, and on, and on. Wow.
2: Mm. That might be one of his best. Do you know that we didn't was, start the fire? That was power. Yes, I okay. do know that. That was, sure. That's from the office. That was. Right? No, that that's Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, good gracious. All right. Uh, that, was, that might have been one of Ronald Reagan's best. It was beautifully done.
4: Tell you what, Skip, I'm a Bronco guy, and I better not have to witness that debacle in prime time once more. NFL better start flexing those games. Get a team on there that can get in the end zone. How about that, Roger Mm. Goodell? Mm. What a shameful, repugnant, embarrassing (laughs) performance. I think a five-game sample size is enough to know they stink, Skip. Mm.
2: What has not stunk is uh, Shannon Sharp's appearance this week. The
7: good news is that um, we get to see the Broncos next Monday night. Mm. So that's exciting. Hello, my question is for Tony Pike. I mean, we all heard about the coaches being let go from Dave Bell's staff. But how many of
10: those coaches did Dave Bell actually hire? How many did him in the front office just settle on? Mm. And we know he didn't uh, hire the health coach who just got let go. And we all know about the uh, players that are cancer in the locker rooms. Did one of those coaches become a cancer in the manager room? I mean, who knows? So it's going to be interesting to see what the Reds do now.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of interesting things the Reds are going to do now. Mm.
10: By
7: the way, former Red Jose Siri just yep. went just deep saw for that. Tampa Bay. Yeah, They've taken a 1-0 lead over Cleveland. Sorry, Cleveland. Hey, Siri, can you hit a home run?
16: Fancy football question. I'm currently in a league with a guy that used to talk back as a Cleveland fan, pretend to be a Bengals fan. He needs running back help. I need a receiver. I'm trying to trade him Josh Jacobs because I have Mixon, Chubb, and Sanders. Ooh. I originally offered him straight up Jacobs for Ahmad St. Brown. Whoa, He declined, so I threw in Amari Cooper and Jacobs for St. Brown. That's, Is that a good trade that's for, way fair. for him because I'm trying to get my receiver?
2: Yeah, pull the trigger. What are you waiting on? Josh Jacobs having a year.
9: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Tony Austin, is Johnny from Mount Healthy here. Sorry, I'm a little grumpy, hungover here at work because that game last night drove me to drink. My gosh, stop Uh-oh. putting the Broncos on prime time. Any y'all got to start one, sit one, bench one for you, or whatever the frick cowboy says. Uh, would you rather watch the 2009 Bearcat Sugar Bowl over and over again? Oh, boy. Would you rather watch that stupid Broncos game last night over and over again? Or would you rather watch the Bengals' 2015 playoff meltdown over and over again? Who'd they? Let me Yikes.
7: know. Um. I'm going to start last night. Really? Yeah. You liked last night. I did. Okay. I enjoyed it. I'm going to bench the Bengals' playoff meltdown, and I'm going to cut the Sugar Bowl.
2: I'd love to cut the Sugar Bowl. Um, I'll watch the playoff meltdown just because, you know, it was at least entertaining for a while. Mm. I'll I'll bench last night.
16: Broncos country. Let's hide.
2: hey tony hey austin
0: jeff from walton here hope you guys are having a good we got a lot of jeffs hey i got a thing my thing's about zach taylor you know his play calling if this team doesn't succeed this year you have to blame zach taylor i mean because we've seen through four games now jabbar chase just ain't getting involved and it just looks too predictable to me and then my question is what happens if this team stops believing in zach taylor what happens then thanks guys have a good friday
2: well, he would then lose the locker room, which we've given him credit for gaining, which would be the only thing that would hurt uh, Zach Taylor as the coach here, but I don't foresee that happening.
7: Zach needs to worry about losing Joe Burrow. Mm. That's what – that's – if he loses Burrow, everything else will follow. Correct.
8: Hey, what's
5: up,
7: Tone? What's up, Body?
2: Hey. It's Papal. Hey, Papal.
5: That's a fake one. It's the real one. <laughs> you know, Amazon does have one thing going for it. It's uh, you're not changing the channel. So here I am watching every second of that lousy <laughs> game last
8: night. That's true.
5: Cost me on a couple fronts last night. Uh, nice missing field goals. Russell Wilson just trash. Anyway, I, I always enjoy the show. Mm.
4: Appreciate it, boys. Thank you, people.
2: Appreciate that.
13: What's up, Austin? What's up, Tone? What's up, Mike? Back, back Mike here. Happy Friday, fellas. Hopefully, this will be a great weekend with us celebrating on Monday. The Killer Bees are winning. Bearcats, Buckeyes, and Bengals. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, man. Yep. I can't stand the Ravens order fans. They are all
15: hot garbage. I can't wait to see those sad faces. But did you guys see Draymond punching Jordan Love? Oh, Warriors yeah. on my team. But, man, I, I don't know if I can let that slide. You guys ever gotten in a
13: fight with a coworker before? Hopefully, I can stay in the rankings this week. But I know it's hard with all these great talkbackers. Either way, who they?
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh no, I haven't been to many fights here at work. I've exchanged. I I've wanted to punch people before. Yeah.
7: Um. When's the last time you really wanted to let somebody have it?
2: Oh man, daily, daily. Yep. Um. <laughs> you know what's interesting? From Mike, who's been in my top ten the last two weeks. Uh, he kind of came at me reckless a little bit for leaving the game early. Yeah. And, might slide, and now that might put him in your rankings, but it's going to be tough to get in mind this week. And game I from believe
7: Mike. I saw him say, you know, he's interested. He wants smoke at the Foley Warehouse. Yeah. Come on. So bring it. Yeah. That might be something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Hey, I got Luke's Lock of the Weekend. Oh. All right, Luke. The Dolphins minus three and a half at the Jets. The offense really didn't fall apart when Teddy came in. All the guy does is cover. Give me Spready Bridgewater.
2: Oh. Spready. spready bridgewater i love it i've never heard
7: that before
4: broncos country let's kick field goals broncos country let's kick field goals let russ cook Ha! right now i don't believe he could boil water to make macaroni and cheese he's playing like cheeks now audi says he's been waiting all week for sunday night let's get to it right offense Pay no attention to that game behind the curtain last night. You got to score in a red zone. You can't trade field goals for touchdowns against this Ravens team. Kevin and Laura, Kentucky, out.
2: Thank you, Kevin. How about that? Oh um, big. Hey, real quick. My uh, my Uncle Joe just texted me. Mm-hmm. And he said when you said, hey, Siri, that his car phone picked that up and he missed a talkback. <laughs> it went beep, beep. Mine did. The, my
7: phone did it as well. Wow. Here.
2: How about that? You can Hello, control listeners. Gentlemen.
16: This is Bane, and I was calling to give my condolences to one Mr. Austin Elmore for stalking Russell Wilson on his fantasy team last night. I know. I was molded by the dark, (laughs) but not even that could have prepared me for the dark feeling Mr. Elmore must have endured watching Russell Wilson take his fantasy team for a ride to the depths of mediocrity.
7: That's all the lava oil. You know, I honestly don't even think like that too much during games. Mm. I mean, I know how, it's, how some people that see, you can only watch because they think about their fantasy team. I was just entertained by the, the mess
2: more than anything. I think that Bangle, speaks volumes 27, on you. Baltimore 17. Oh, okay. Thank you, Bane. Soda pop!
3: Jerbs, <laughs> It's the dynamic duo from the <laughs> ding, Johnny Moon and
10: Doey. Mm. Here was some predictions for the Bungs game. I'm going Bengals thirty-five, Ravens twenty-four. Doe, tell your cousin, <laughs> aka Soda Pop,
4: what yours is.
2: Bengals 36, Ravens 33. Let's go! Let's go, Doey! All right, Doey. All right, Doey, welcome in. Sorry, that was Doey in the. uh, The Ding Man. The 32nd ranked player in Reading basketball history. (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Moon from The Trash.
14: JV Johnny Moon. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Sunday nights. We will celebrate our victory,
8: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) TJ!
7: That was beautiful. That was nice. His name is TJ. Mm. TJ might have just found a spot. Hey, Tony.
10: Hey, Austin. It's Mike from the Heights. (laughs) Hey, just call him because, you know, I know we're all worried about our Russian attack and stuff, but, you know they tried it in ukraine it's not working out no, so so well i think we're gonna be okay and secondly you know we do we do though need to worry about the lamar jackson nuclear option because he is
14: quite explosive so i think we should be focusing on that wow. okay thank that's, you
7: that's punny i listened to a podcast a 30-minute podcast this morning about nuclear weapons wow in russia okay and i'm you know it's top of mind right now okay
4: Howdy, boys. It's the cowboy, Jeff Brentley. Did you boys watch that game last night? Whoo boy. They say let Russ cook. (laughs) I wouldn't let him cook a piece of toast. I wouldn't let him borrow my water. And I wouldn't dare let him hand-dip my ice cream for me. Hands off my ice cream, Russ. Very good.
2: Thank you, Cowboy.
0: <laughs> hey, guys. Joe from KC here. I wanted to take a minute after watching last night's game and apologize to, to Zach Taylor and the, the Bengals offense for any uh, talk I had about how bad it was this season. day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jose Ramirez just homered. Yeah. Tied the game back up.
14: Uh, they took the lead. That was oh. a two-run shot.
2: Oh, he's got a chain. A chain counts as two. <sighs> yeah.
14: Yeah, I hope the Bengals show a little more creativity on offense, and yeah. and they're allowed to to have to use more than one running back. Sure, sure. <clears throat> you gotta worry about Mark Andrews so much, man, and, and he's about the only guy he throws to. Go FC Cincinnati! <laughs> I hope we play a cl- clean, turnover-free game. Thank you.
7: You're
2: talking about FC or the Bengals turnover. I've been
7: talking about the Bearcats. I don't know. Okay. Audi Tone, how you guys doing, Dave from Milford?
2: What's up, Dave? A couple What's things up? on
7: the Bengals Ravens game. Um, McDonald's comments about uh, Joe Burrow's alma mater last year. I think he's going to use that as motivation. And then the level of disrespect the defense is receiving from the national media. I mean, the guys they gave up what four or five touchdowns all year, went twenty-some drives without even giving up a score. Mm.
2: I don't know, man, but I'm riding with Lou in that defense. Go Bengals. Go Bucks. All right. Mm, go Bucks. Stop. I feel like Richard Sherman every time someone says "Go Bucks." <laughs> Triggered.
16: Tony, when are you in the Cincinnati media
10: going to start holding this Reds ownership group
2: What? Where have you been? Come on. Where have you been? If there's any show that does, it is our show. We
7: are probably the toughest on that ownership group of any show that I know of.
2: Man. How does it, who was that he's at the bottom of my. Talk his talk name's rankings. Andrew Mark
7: and he is a clown
2: Andrew you are at the bottom of this week's rankings
14: yeah Ravens had trouble stopping passing middle of the field hopefully Hayden Hurst Tyler Boyd have big games try to have a good start they've lost five in a row at home they're going to be desperate you know, try to win the turnover battle go Bengals I think San Fran's a really good bad Sunday against Carolina.
2: Mm, okay. There you go. Okay. Hello, boys. It's Aunt
1: Marge. <laughs> well, now that the Reds' 100-loss season is in the books, I can finally get naked, Whoa. redress myself in the orange and black, mm. dedicate myself to Houdet Nation.
8: Mm.
0: Starts this weekend from Baltimore, Maryland.
1: That's right.
0: Aunt Marge,
1: live at Rat Bird Stadium, leaving for Maryland tonight. Shout out to Jeff from Virginia
7: for all his recommendations. Damn. How about that? All right, Jeff. All right, Marge.
16: You guys know what's annoying? Uh-huh. Chad Brindle, when he's out here talking about football, and then if any Xavier fan says anything about basketball, he says, pipe down, it's football season, let the adults talk. And then... UC gets a couple recruits, and he's out here jizzled James in his pants. <laughs> and I'm just tired of it, man. Mm. Can't have it both ways, Chad. Sounds like
2: loser. we loser. Whoa! By the way, sounds like we need to hear from Chad Brendal. I did.
7: Well, I was just about to say I heard from Chad Brendal this week. He gave me a call. Um, he didn't want to go on the air, but he just wanted to give a heads up that he'd been going through some health problems, so he was out for a little while. But he hopes to be back soon. Okay. So Chad Brindell on the IL for a little bit, but he'll be back.
15: Good day on a Friday to my buddies, Mr. Tony Pike, and of course Mo Edgar. What's up, fellas? On a Friday to some guy named Austin Elmore turning the knobs. I think I'll be backing off and give you a hard time after today. Okay, but let me drop my daily nugget for you folks today. Uh, My nugget. So it took him.
7: Uh, 17 seconds to get to his point be backing off and give you
15: a hard time after today But let me drop my daily nugget for you folks today uh, My nugget is that some guy named Brett Favre Will possibly have to give a lot of money back to the state of Mississippi To not go to jail
2: mm, There's a nugget, thank you Hey guys, it's
6: Lou here I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be And I think I have one, his name is Mr. Unlimited you got to be unlimited. You got to have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, tell them I'm unlimited.
8: <laughs> what brings you motivation, Lou? Mr.
6: Unlimited. <laughs> Who's your role model,
8: Lou?
2: Mr. Unlimited. Mm. Who they? Love yeah, it. That is so good. Oh. Thank you, Lou. Let's go, coach.
15: Yo, me amigos. me It's Friday. Mucho, mucho, mucho grande Friday. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Mucho Taco Bell. Grande
7: Taco on?
2: Bell. Yo quiero Taco
7: Bell. You want to take a guess who that clown was? No, what are we doing? It was Mr. Ace.
2: What are we doing? Mr.
7: Ace is about to get on the list.
14: God from the van. Start one. Bench one. Sit one. David Klingler, Achilles Smith, (laughs) Jay Schrader. (laughs) Final score: Bengals twenty-eight, Baltimore twenty-four.
2: I'll start Achilles, bench Klingler, and cut the other.
7: Uh, yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Thanks, God.
1: This is Truck Stop Jimmy
7: calling from the
1: holler. Multiple choice. What is the most Cleveland Browns thing that the Cleveland Browns have done over the years? What, I only have 30 seconds? All right, I needed 30 minutes.
4: Sorry to waste your time, I'm out. Oh, thank you. Hootay, gerbil.
7: (laughs) Yes! If it's brown, flush it down. Hey Tone, hey Austin. This is Frank the Tank from NKY. I called yesterday with a little jizzle, jizzle, drip, drip. <laughs> Today I'm calling to say not only are the Bengals going to go into
2: Baltimore and win Sunday, Joe Burrow is going to show who is the best quarterback Let's in go. the AFC North. Let's go. Speak who day? I'm in. Speak I'm it. I'm in.
3: Speak it. Happy Friday. TP. Uh, he's in
2: my top ten already T? for
3: this. <laughs> shout out to Alec Pierce.
2: Yep, he's up there. Making great cash. Yep. You can stop now, you're A in. A
3: sprinkle for the Seattle Reds. A sprinkle for Max Scherzer in the Mads. A heavy drip drip.
2: Yep, Bearcats. For the Bearcats.
1: Let's go.
3: Ooh, Let's
9: go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the
2: bride and groom?
10: I want to let you know that I got a really, really good feeling. Kind of like when I used to hang out
1: with Monica about this game. Bengals, 41. Remieval Baltimore Ravens, 15.
2: Man. Mm. Hold Thank you. What's
7: his DEJ? Just hanging out at the Presidential Library? I guess.
16: Two weeks ago, we beat Bart Scott's former team, the Jets. This week, we take care of business in Baltimore make Bart Scott eat those words on threatening Joe Burrow last year. Let's go. And as for that preposterous game last night, I declare myself the stupidest man on the face (laughs) of the earth for having to watch that.
7: I'll tell you what, Bart Scott and Keyshawn live rent-free in Marcus's head.
2: Mm.
7: But you know what? Thanks for talking.
2: Rent-free in many Breaking news. Breaking news.
7: Tony Pike. That's his third one. I'm not letting him finish. Whoa. Hey, Tony.
4: Hey, Austin. Oh, so this is Joshua from
8: the Mount.
4: I got the Bengals winning 41-17. to 17. It's mm-hmm. going to be a repeat of last year.
10: I'm not afraid of the Ravens' playmakers, and I think the Bengals' defense will do
4: enough to contain Lamar and give the offense more opportunities to score. Thanks, guys. Ooday.
2: Go Buckeyes, go Mm. Bearcats. All right, thank Mm. you,
7: thank you. I'm curious to know what would make people think the Bengals are going to win on Sunday night by 30.
14: Mm. Hey, Tony, Austin, it's balling ain't easy. I don't know if you guys mentioned it or not, but we actually get the Broncos again on Monday night next week against the Chargers in primetime, so that sucks. But um, if you guys had to invest in tickets to one Bengals game this year, which game would you go to? Because tickets are expensive. I think I'm going to go to one regular season game and hopefully the postseason. Bills. Just uh, let me know.
7: Bills. Uh, yeah, probably Buffalo. I don't think anything else really tickles my fancy. Maybe Deshaun when he's here.
4: Mm. Townie. Snackhead. What's up, Garth? This is Garth Brooks. Yeah, good to hear from you. What is the NFL doing with these Thursday night games? The product was extremely bad last night, but it's been bad over the years. They need to push it back to Friday nights or something. There's no game plans in place, and the players aren't getting enough rest. Injuries. Be better. Have a great weekend.
2: Thank you, Girth. I love Girth. You know, one of
7: the one of the OGs. Of Correct this segment. Hey, Tony, it's time and Cold Spring.
2: Just wanted to ask you a question, if you don't mind answering it. Mm. How many years of service do you have in the NFL as a player, and two. What does that equate to to a
8: yearly pension? And zero. I'm
14: just curious how set up you guys are with a few years in the league. Mm. Zero. I hope you'll be honest with us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, let me be real honest. Let me be real honest. Yeah. Uh, two years accumulated, zero pension. Mm. That's... I
7: think you have to play what fifty games to get a pension.
2: Yeah, that, like four years, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere close. You all right? I take insurance away, too. You want to talk about it? I feel like Richard Sherman right now last night. Okay. Triggered. You okay. Great. Let it out. Anything else? No guaranteed contracts. Once you're hurt, you're done. Mm. Thanks for the question. Need a moment? No, I'm good. Okay. Thanks for that question.
10: Hey, Tony. Hey, Austin.
16: It's Brian from Fort Thomas, actually down in the uh, the Lloydville area, but- listening via the iHeartMedia app. Hell well, yeah, anyway, right. Non-sports related. Are you guys dogs or cat guys? Dog. I have to assume Tony's a
10: dog guy and
1: Austin's a cat guy. I got
10: a little bit of that dog <laughs> in me. <laughs> I that, <laughs> that feeling. They say <laughs> I got that show,
1: dog in me.
7: I am 1,000% a dog cat. guy. I'm not a cat guy. I, I mean, cats are okay, but I don't like
16: cats. Tony, Austin. Hey, I really enjoyed last night's game. A defensive struggle. I live for those. Mm. And Ronald Reagan, you just showed why you are talk back president. Go bearcats.
7: day? I think each day we can learn a little bit from Ronnie.
2: Yes.
4: Folks, I don't say it's a wonderful time. Meeting everybody at the old ballpark on
8: Tuesday. Yeah.
4: While I was there. I had to meet the Cashrini's. Wonderful people.
8: Great produce. But they're a small market club in dire need. That's why we're putting a federal package to help these small market clubs compete with millionaires.
4: They're only multi-millionaires, man. We got a little playing field, pal. Also, I'm taking Bengals over Baltimore Colts. Burroughs over United. <laughs>
2: Colts. <laughs> thank you, Joe Biden. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you.
7: All right, we have a couple more. Got to go. Let's go.
16: Speaking of Russ, if you haven't heard Kyle Brandt's little rant about him today. On Good Morning Football, well worth a listen. Check it out.
2: Yep, Yep. we're going to play that. We're going to talk about it.
16: Hey,
14: guys. uh, Patrick Mahomes here calling back in from (laughs) Kansas City. Uh, Got my eye on you, uh, Bengals, and uh, you as well, Eli Apple. And uh, I just want to know whose voice is worse, mine or Andrew (laughs) Luck's? It's Mahomes. Yeah,
2: thank you. Hey, Tony.
7: Hey, Audie. This
2: is Richard from Evendale. Hey, Rich. My question is, who was your favorite
1: NFL quarterback when you were growing up as a kid? My favorite NFL quarterback was Troy Aikman because the Dallas Cowboys were America's team. But I see the Bengals can replace this generation as America's team. But who was your favorite NFL quarterback growing up as a kid?
2: Probably Peyton Manning.
7: I was going to say, Peyton for me was larger than life. Yep. Yeah. Easy.
2: Always appreciate SpongeBob stopping in. <laughs> and uh, appropriately, that was our last Great. one. That's yeah. fantastic. Got a lot of work to do for this top 10 list. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. I want to play that Kyle Brand audio talking about Russell Wilson last night. Oh. <laughs> 5360, <laughs> Service of Rides on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. You- oh, man. No better way follow-up talkbacks and was little Angel Ridge. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Rides. Austin, That uh, the talkback we had there that was asking about the uh, Kyle Brandt audio. Good morning, football NFL network. Uh, Kyle Brandt had this to say today as it relates to Russell Wilson in Denver. Take this a listen. This going
15: places really fast. The last play is meaningful, not in just that it was KJ Hamler or not that he missed. It's the reaction afterwards from Hamler. It's spiking the helmets. It's that... I don't know. I don't know when Russell Wilson turned into Mitch Trubisky, but uh, <laughs> I wish he would turn into Geno Smith so they could win the game. <laughs> a game. Okay, right. because Geno makes that play ten times out of ten, and then afterwards, you know, they got a fourth and one. They want to go for it, I and mean, look at that. That is a teammate that is on national television as at home. Afterwards, it's just perfect. They they pass when maybe they should have run. I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this wow. league. Mm. I think Russell Wilson is a poser. And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And when you make the $245 million, you either got to be a really great guy with the locker room who loves you, or you got to be an amazing player. Brady, who makes half of what Russell's making, is both. Rodgers, MVP, Patrick Mahomes, both. Allen, people love him. He's amazing. Kyler, we'll find out. Russell Wilson, first of all, the NFL, the Broncos fan base, has no history with him. They have no allegiance to him. This is not a Seahawks thing that they drafted him. They grew up with him. He's their guy. None of that. You know, I, I work the, the NFL honors. I work the red carpet. Kelsey comes by. Rodgers comes by. Russell Wilson shows up with the sunglasses and his wife, and they, I think they think they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they will literally put their hand up and say, no, we're not talking. Why? It, because you think you're that cool, and you're that famous, and you're that amazing, and everything is so perfect. That does not work in a locker room unless you are really good or really really good guy it just doesn't work 245 million bucks that can come unraveled fast mm-hmm. and especially when you're missing throws like that and you're putting up nine points in a nationally televised game um look out this could come off the rails it could i think there's
2: so much truth in that and again this isn't piling on russell wilson because he is, he's a good football player but he brings a lot of this on himself with how he carries himself outside of the game he does it's just it's it's almost cringe-worthy the the some of the audio that you pick up on the sideline of him, mm-hmm. you know, getting on teammates to cheer for the defense and call out run and pass. Like authenticity is easy to to pick out in the NFL, right? And, and it's and, also harder when you got two hundred forty-five million dollars and everyone in that locker room is looking to you, right? And you're doing nothing.
7: Yeah, I think Kyle summed it up pretty much perfectly. Like you got to be one or one or the other, a great guy. Or an unbelievable player, and Russ is somewhere in the middle. And what bothers me, and we only hear Kyle's side of the story talking about what happened at NFL Honors. Mm -hmm. But what bothers me is is the Russell Wilson that gets on Twitter constantly talking about, you know, how he wants to love like Jesus loves and wants to be this great person and and wants to be a a symbol of God. Um, that's fine. Like you should do that. You should want to be that. But you know, if there's stories about you out there like this, right, and There's stories coming out of Seattle about how you're difficult to be around, difficult to play with. If Seattle doesn't have a problem moving on from you, if you're seeing a reaction like you saw to K.J. Hamler last night who not only is frustrated by what happened on that final play but looked like there was some frustration about what's been happening over the course of the last four months, then I think there's a lot more to the Russell Wilson story that we don't
2: know. And I I think you you summed that up at the end there with this could be the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. It could become a breaking point for a team that because they got Russell Wilson were all of a sudden projected to to get over the hump. And Long way to go. The other thing I, you know, I heard
7: so many good things about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh. And I heard that from Aaron Rodgers, who is, let's be honest, a difficult personality to deal with. Right. So that makes me think, okay, well, how much of this is actually Nathaniel Hackett? And how much of it's Russell Wilson?
2: Right. All things to think about, Mm. but we don't have to because we live in Cincinnati. Mm. That's for them to figure out. We've got a game Sunday night, so I guess we should get to a break. Got to get to a break. We're going to come back and kick off the third hour. No, oh, (laughs) we're going to break and come back, and we're going to tease the third hour. Okay, well, let's try that. We're a service of rides. Cincy three sixty on ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati Sports Station. Touch and go in the business. Cincy three sixty a service of rides coming up in hour number three. Seg Dennison will join us. Tommy G. The voice of FC Cincinnati will join us. Austin and I will talk. Uh that's about it. It's coming back right after this. We've got talk to get back right into the power a break.
7: rankings coming up. What's that? Talk back power rankings coming
2: up. Talk back power rankings as well all ahead Cincy 360, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
12: ESPN 1530 Cincinnati, available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one Cincinnati, the 50,000 watt orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's ESPN
15: 1530.
6: This is Cincy Shirts, Cincy 360. About Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts, all Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530 Cincinnati's sports station.
2: Welcome back, Cincy 360, a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts. Seg Dennison coming up. Tommy G coming up. Our weekly power rankings will be released at the top uh, at the bottom of this hour coming up. All of that said, Austin, do we have time to take one phone call today?
7: No, no, we don't. Our weekly power rankings are happening
2: right now. I don't even have mine done. They're not for the after the show. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I have mine ready. Well, you know, some people got to work on the breaks. Man.
7: We can see if this phone call is available. This let's person's see. called several times. All, um, right. all right, let's see. Hello, you're on the air.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys?
7: What's up? What's up, Jeff?
1: Not much. I don't mean to interrupt all the hard work on the talkback. So <laughs> that was a Hall of Fame talkback day today. So um, quick look at the uh, Denver Broncos salary cap shows Russell Wilson taking up 8% with $124 $124 dead cap hit
2: oh boy it's pretty good oh boy Oof. good luck Oof,
1: man is that ever trouble so um you know i was i was gonna ask either one of you two if you ever think uc or ohio state would get bad enough that uh somebody would say that hiring a hitman to take out ryan day or luke fickle Whoa.
2: Would be. Cheap. yeah jimbo fisher's in, in some high water down there at texas a&m that's
1: that was a very, very interesting call into Mr. Feinbaum, there's no doubt. So, um, Looking forward to Sunday. I think it'll probably be like 27-10, something like that. Oh, yeah. uh, hopefully hopefully, I make it back out of there safely um, <laughs> and um, keep my head on a swivel while I'm leaving the stadium. But I think I got a feeling the running game is going to show up this week and oh, that I the, hope. the defense is, so. is going to be the defense. And the Ravens published their injury list today, and their fans are already whining about their team is too injured. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully we'll show up and be ready to go. And happy to help out Marge and uh, President Biden and everything with some recommendations about where to go down
2: there. Love it. How about Love that? It. Let's Huge. go. Jeff, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you.
7: Have a great weekend, guys. You too, Jeff. Thank you. Mm. So good. Bengals offense gets it going.
2: Uh, so what I'll do – is as we break here, Austin. Yeah, I'll
7: I'll jot down my list. I'll tell you mine right now. Top okay. ten, TJ today. Whoa. Pump up speech. Nine Reagan. Eight Lou Holtz. Seven Talkback Mike. Six Loud Talkback Guy. Five Dowie. Four Johnny <laughs> Moon. Three Ball and Ain't Easy. Two Shannon Sharp. Number one, the Cowboy.
2: Wow, very interesting. Are you going to tweet those out? Yeah, I'll tweet them out. I All guess right. I got gonna, stuff to do over the break here. I will. Uh, I'll tweet mine out as well. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Cincy Shirts. Seg Dennison, when we come back on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Welcome back. Cincy 360, hour number three, a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts. As we roll along, uh, Tommy G, the voice of FC Cincinnati, is going to join us in the next segment. But first, each and every Friday, it's our segment mm. with Will Seg. Let's- Dennison. Billy, listen, listen Denison. to this, mu- listen to this music, high you fired powered, up. oh yeah, oh yeah. So last week you and I tied. Oh, that's your first tie, so you're getting close. Congratulations, Sick. So in, so in- I'm one. Um,
10: what am I then? O oh, one and and what's this? O oh, one and six. Yeah, no? that
2: one is a tie. So that does a tie mean? Losses. Does oh, a tie okay. mean he can wear a vest? Well, no, he he came in here with no pants on today. Oh no, Seg. He's completely backwards. He doesn't know, oh, no. know, oh, no. know, oh, no. know how to respond to a tie. The oh, Sensi
10: shirts have pants. They do. Oh yeah, we got do they,
2: pants. Do they? do they have pants? Yeah. Sweatpants. Oh, okay. Good. And yeah. oddly enough, Seg, we're going to talk FC Cincinnati stingers? in the next segment. And ties. It's a different type of stinger. Ties count in in soccer, but they don't help us out here. Oh, so let's F- get in. F- FC, better just get a win. Yeah, win, baby, whatever, win. and get in. Just win, win baby. baby. Yeah. All right, ben let's do baby. This. Let's start with the high school slate. Redding travels to Taylor. This is not the same Taylor High School that used to have the hill in the end zone. It's on not the all your grass field. Taylor this why, is it, a,
10: why is this? Why is Redding each week the number one game on your list?
2: Because <laughs> it's the game of the week in the city. No,
10: because it's dominating because of you.
2: Yeah, mm. that's Redding, what this is
10: all wrapped around.
2: Redding gets back to their winning ways. They crushed Finningtown on homecoming. They're uh, going to crush Taylor tonight. Redding wins this going away. Sag, what do you think?
10: Uh, you told me that if, if you don't take Redding, you're going to get tortured. <laughs> so I don't want to go back to that room on, a, the, down the hall. I get it. That's a good pick. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'll
7: take
2: Redding. You're a smart man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is a game of two of the uh, powerhouses that, that have been at the top of the GCL in recent years. Not this year, though. The battle for North Bend Road battle right here, baby. Battle for <laughs> North Bend Road. It That's is St. Right. X traveling to LaSalle. And for St. X, the son of Kirk Herbstreet getting the start. Mm. Whoa, he might be there tonight. Against too. the LaSalle Lancers. Seg, what do you like? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Lancers at home. Interesting, Austin. Mm. I'll
7: tell you what: the Herb Street family has been on some kind of a heater. I think it continues tonight.
2: St. X wins. I agree with Austin, mostly because I train quarterbacks from St. X. I don't train them from Lasalle. Mm. Go Bombers. Do you train the Herb Street kid? I've worked with Chase in the offseason. Okay, Yes. Now we know. How about this one? Cole Rain coming off one of the worst losses in program history wow. last week. Oof. They wow. lost to Middletown. Now they've the got to go on the road. Since the the fighting t- yeah. one,
10: They, they lost to Middletown since 1 B.C., I found right.
2: out. <laughs> and not only that, but they got go to go Lakota I think, East. I, I think
10: Adam and Eve watched the last game. <laughs> wow. that had, that, yeah, the yeah first I think Adam game.
2: was out there for the coin toss. Yeah, I man. Think man, no, yeah. And Eve yeah.
10: was uh, yeah. entertaining the crowd. Yeah. I like you know it. what
2: I'm hey. um, This Lakota <laughs> East team can probably score some points. Austin, I'll let you go first. You know, the great Luke Combs once said, when it rains, it pours. Wow. And that's
7: how I feel about Col rain. Lakota East big. In Man. This. Seg?
2: Lakota East,
10: baby. Oh. Yep. <laughs> um, this guy Sorry. has sold out so quick. Sorry.
2: It's ridiculous. I'll take Lakota East as they got nine guys
10: well. that's going to go to the NFL.
2: This is the first time since we've done <laughs> these picks that I've picked against Col rain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm doing that for you, Sag. Oh, thanks. Don't Moeller, tell Kerry Combs. Moeller heads up to Cleveland St. Ignatius. Moeller put together last week, I think, the most impressive win of the season. Because I watched that Elder team annihilate St. X, who Moeller struggled with. Correct. Moeller crushed Elder at Nippert Stadium. I think yep. they put up 42 in the first half. This is normally a game where I'd lean because of the travel to Ignatius. I think Moeller's a different animal this year. I'll take the men of Moeller.
10: Normally, this is the state championship yes. game. Yes. It had, what, for years, right? hmm These two, go Big Mo. There it is.
7: Austin? You know, there's been a lot of talk around Major League Baseball recently of steroids and steroid (laughs) use, and I'll tell you who never took the juice, Ken Griffey Jr., a man of
2: molar. I like that. Very well done. Uh, The uh, second-rated game of the week, according to those at um, Yappy Sports, is that still a thing? (laughs) No, J.J. It, Huddle? No, according to TonyPike.com, that's what it is.
7: <laughs>
10: Yappy yeah, Sports. According to TonyPike.com, this is, is, is the still second around, in I the think. nation.
2: Is J.J. Huddle still around? Redding I don't and know number J.J. One. Huddle's still yeah. around. Well, Yappy Sydney and Fairborn is number two on yeah. your list. <laughs> the folks at Yappy have made yeah. this the second game to watch tonight. It <laughs> uh-huh. is Sydney. it is Fairborn. Austin. Who do you like and watch?
7: J-A-C-K-E-T-S. Jackets. Whoa! I didn't know what so you were spelling Fairborn? there for a second.
10: I didn't either. Uh didn't say, write who that do you down. It's like, it was like uh, that was almost like uh, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sydney on the road, baby. Smart man,
2: Austin. Can you tell me anything about Fairborn? Nope. Can you tell me the record?
10: <laughs> if it's going to help
2: <laughs> you, right, I'm not going to tell you. Can you tell me what they've done this year? I cannot. Beautiful suburb That's, of Dayton. It's your responsibility. Oh, good gracious! Sydney's one and six. Yellow Jackets all the way in this one. Yellow Jackets go to Fairborn and get a huge win. Three okay. and four. Yellow Jackets still in playoff contention, I'm, I'm told. I was going to say, they're not one and six. Fairborn, You said Sydney's one and no, six. No, yeah. Fairbourn's one and six. I'm oh, taking yeah. Sydney. Exactly. Let's go to the college slate. This is Sag's favorite part because we add in the lines. <laughs> Tennessee These lines are communism. Whoa. I bet you never thought you'd see this, Sag. Brian right. Kelly's a home underdog this week. Good. Tennessee and Mr. Hooker. Go in. You're gonna to do LSU what with in Baton Rouge yep. where Brian Kelly's got his whole family coming family. out to the game. Family. LSU's getting three. Sag, what do you like?
10: Rocky top. You'll Ooh. always be yeah. home. home sweet, home to me. Love it. Going with the balls.
7: I'm actually going with Tennessee. All right, no, I'm going with Whoa. LSU here. Okay. Going with
2: LSU. This feels like a game Tennessee is meant to lose. I am with. Seg mm. on this i'll take the tennessee volunteers a top 20 matchup seg that no one in college football thought we would get That's true. this season it's number yeah. 17 tcu at number 19 kansas game day is going to be there wow frogs and, and the hawks and they're giving kansas six and a half it's not enough tcu reigns on the kansas parade austin I could not agree more. I think this is going to
7: get kind of ugly, to be completely honest with you. As good as Kansas has been, mm.
2: they come back down to earth I'm, this weekend. How about what TCU did to Oklahoma last week? Exactly. That is not going to be good. Sag, what are you thinking on this? I'm going
10: with the Horn Frogs. Very good. Very Andy good. Dalton
2: would love that. This is what many thought was going to be the Jimbo versus Nick Saban game. Mm. There's questions They love about, each other. Yeah, there's questions about Bryce Young playing. There's questions uh, about Texas A&M because their quarterback is out, and no one knows what Jimbo Fisher's going to do. This was the the fireworks preseason, and now it's come down to a game where Alabama's favored by 24 points. Austin, what do you like here?
7: Oh, this one is, for me, not even close. It's Alabama. They might cover 48. Uh, Nick Saban hates Jimbo Fisher. They're going to play bully ball. They're going to run it down their throat. They're going to do everything they can to run the score up. There will be only one man standing when mm. this is all over, and his name is Nicholas Saban. Wow.
2: Seg? Going with Roll Tide and Big yeah. Al. This isn't going to be close. I agree, based on the points Austin made. If Bama has a chance to run this up because of the preseason, they're going to. I think Saban does that in a big way. BYU-Notre Dame. BYU's mm. ranked 16th in the country. They're going to South Bend, and Notre Dame's favored in this one. Who? Notre Dame. Never heard of him. Marcus Freeman. Like, Rocky you Boyman. Think? Rocky Boyman. What do you like in this one? Going with the Cougars.
10: Really?
7: Mm, in wow. South Bend, baby. Okay. Austin? Well, it's in Las Vegas, not in oh, South that's Bend. Right. Oh, it is. That's right. It's because okay. it's, well, the it's the shamrock Series game. Shiries. Um, The Shamrock-Sheries game. Yeah. yeah, I'm never going to pick Notre Dame to win anything. Okay. So I'll wow. take BYU. I'll oh,
2: take wow. Notre Dame. I'll take Marcus Freeman getting this team right. And I figure i gotta, I got to get a point on you guys at some point. South and Carolina. the
10: winners get shamrock shakes from yes. McDonald's? Yeah, I could go
2: for about okay. four of those right now. South Carolina, Kentucky. This Come spread started at 10, 10 and a half, and now there's questions about, about Will, Will Levis. Levis. Mm-hmm. Is he right. going to play? Is he not going to play? It's all the way down to six and a half. Did Mark Stoops call you this week? Not yet.
10: Oh. I do oh, think... oh, that's right. You don't have any. I'm, I'm, I'm able... out in college. I, was I can say, only yeah, do the yeah, NFL yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. Although now you right.
2: may not get a COVID year. I'll see.
10: It might be a... You might be headed to Lexington I don't care if Saturday it's, night.
2: I don't care if it's Will Levis or not. UK, you don't want to be in blue, do you? No, UK covers this number. Zag, <laughs> what do you think? Cats. T C- A- S Cats, cats, cats. Austin. Kentucky. Okay. Uh, Ohio State, Seg, for the first time in two years, is going on the road this <laughs> weekend. That's for the first time in two like years yeah. they go on the road they're going
10: but you know what they'll still have one hundred nine thousand people watching the game at the shoe when yeah. nobody will be there yeah yep. there'll
2: probably be forty thousand
7: buckeye oh, fans
10: in uh, east yeah, lansing thank you can
2: you imagine how many people are going to show up just because they're used to showing up there every saturday for a game they, you know what
10: they ought to do that they ought to put the game right. up there they'd have four million people sure.
2: watch it uh, ohio state is favored at michigan state by 27 <laughs> do they cover this number austin Uh, Last week, I
7: did not pick them to cover the 39.5 against Rutgers. They didn't. I do think they cover
2: this number against Sparty this weekend. I also think they cover this. This is a large number. It's going to be a raucous environment at Michigan State. Michigan State is is one of the most blah teams in college football history. Seg, Mm -hmm. can they do enough? Script Ohio, baby. Yes, sir. Buckeyes, roll. South Florida. This is the same South Florida team that went to the Swamp. The Bulls. They went to the Swamp, and they lost by three. They gave the Gators all they could handle.
10: Now they come to Nippert Stadium. Now they
2: come to the Nippert. Homecoming.
10: Sarah Elise will be there. Whoa. In-game announcer? Our Bearcats. Our Bearcats. Going with your former team. All right. That's what you told us. If you... Don't pick Redding and Taylor. Don't come back.
2: It's the Bearcats by a landslide. Austin, be careful with this pick. Go ahead.
10: (laughs) Yeah. Now, typically, I try to play the percentages. (laughs) You know, I Uh really
11: try to
7: press Uh the right buttons. There's no getting around the fact that USF stinks.
2: Correct. Bearcats. There it is. Let's go to the NFL slate. The National Football League. I'll kick things off here because Steelers at Bills, I don't remember the last time I've seen a spread in the NFL at 14 points. That's what it is. And the Bills are still decimated by injuries. I think Buffalo wins this, but they win this between ten and thirteen points. I'll take the Stillers mm. to cover the number. Sag, what say you?
10: Going with the Bills. Uh-huh. Anybody jumping off of cars and into <laughs> tables. I got those are my kind of people. All right, fair enough. Austin through
7: four weeks in the National Football League, there have been more games decided by three points or less than any time in like the last ten years. Things are very hairy across the National Football League. I think the Bills do cover this number. Kenny Pickett stinks. Okay,
2: Bills, Bills. They say Chargers, Browns. The Browns, one of those two and two teams that very well could be four and zero. The Chargers trying to get healthy in this one. It's the Browns home dogs. Do they howl in the dog pound? Sag. Whoa, that's disgusting. The Browns says Dennison Austin. There's more people worried
7: about what the Guardians are doing and going to be doing this weekend than what's going on at Cleveland Municipal First Energy Mistake by the Lake Stadium. Uh, Give me the Chargers comfortably.
2: Man, I am in this one. I'm torn because I think the Browns can play some good football. They can take the clock and run the ball. I don't know if I trust either one of these coaches, but I guess I'll take the talent on the side of the Chargers in this one. Falcons, Buccaneers. Nine and the a Eagles half. And what about the Eagles and the Cardinals? Oh, the Eagles and the Cardinals. Sorry, I skipped over uh-huh. Austin's team. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh- team. Uh-huh. The Super Bowl favorite Philadelphia Eagles going to Arizona. Arizona home dogs by five. Is this finally the week that we see a little bit of a hiccup from the Philadelphia Eagles? I say yes. I take Arizona. Austin, what say you? I don't think so. I think five is the perfect number. I think they win by six, 27-21. Okay.
10: Philadelphia.
2: Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Damn right. I am gaining a lot of ground here in this NFL segment. Falcons, Buccaneers, the fighting Marcus Mariota's versus Tom Brady, whose life and fight in court is about to begin with Giselle. Mm. Wow. Tom Brady has not lost three games in a row in over 20 years. Did the Mm. Bucs call you yet? They're
10: I, I have can't the hotline say. here. I can't, can't
2: say, say. I, that would be tampering. I can't is say your much. Phone's
10: ringing. It's, what is their area code?
2: No, that's just McDonald's. Oh,
10: uh, <laughs> I can say I'll take uh, a big large yeah. uh, Big Mac meal with a large Coke. Yeah, they got the adult toys back. Oh, okay.
2: Oh. Oh. Really? Uh, what, Buc- what kind yeah, of toys? Uh, <laughs> uh, Falcons <laughs> are four zero against the spread this year. Buccaneers the cover this McDonald's. one though. Oh. I'll take the Bucks. Sag. Bucks. <laughs>
7: Why not? Um, No, I disagree with this 100%. I think uh, Tampa wins the game, but I think Atlanta covers that number. All right. Raiders? The Raiders. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they're heading to Kansas City. Kansas City, seven. Excuse me for doing that. They're giving (laughs) seven in this. Bless you. Austin. (laughs) Uh,
7: Kansas City might win this by 21.
10: Ow. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Mr. Kelsey.
2: Okay. And this is tough for me. No, it's not. Because I th- I do think the Raiders are better than their record, but I think Kansas City at home has way more than enough firepower. Amen. On a on a on a Monday, Monday night. Monday night, yeah. And then the big one. This is the big one. Cincinnati traveling to Baltimore, 8-20 on Sunday night. Baltimore losers of 5 in a row at home. Bengals cannot afford to go down 0 and 2 in the division. Both teams to 2 and 2. They've gotten different paths to get here. Baltimore, I think, has only trailed in games for like a minute combined. It's been absolutely crazy at times. They've been the best team in football, and then they were the worst. The Bengals trying to find consistency. The Ravens are favored by three. I'll let you go first, Seg. Who day? who day?
10: who they think going to beat them Bengals? I That's love it. a shocking pick. I love second.
2: it. I am riding the Bengals' train as well. Bengals win this. Joe Burrow has another field day against the Ravens. Austin?
7: I don't think it's pretty. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's very good looking at all. Oh, I oh. don't know how they're gonna do it, but the Bengals will win this game by four. I you know, it. this
10: is a this could come down. You know, nobody's talking about it.
7: McPherson Money, versus Money Tucker. Money Mac
10: versus Tucker.
7: I love it. McPherson had a bit of a it. bit one, of a
2: groin injury this.
10: week. One, one guy. Whoa, he, one guy could be hitting him from seventy. The next guy to eighty. You're right. Mm.
2: You're right. Our bonus, because I want to put a bonus in so we now can, you know, break these ties if if need be. Mariners, Blue Jays today. Luis Castillo and the Seattle Red Legs. Yep. On the mound <laughs> against the Toronto Blue Jays. Sag, who do you like in this one? Gotta go with Castillo, man. Austin, Toronto. Man, I'm going with the Mariners as well. That's it. Suarez, Winker. No, Winker's Castillo. not playing. Winker didn't even oh, make the
10: right. roster. Kurt Casale in there. Yeah. And his kid. My, my man.
2: And his kid. Uh, Cade. Seg. Cade Casale. Cade Casale. Thanks for joining his us. His kid, Cade. What Anytime. do you got on the circuit this
10: weekend? Uh, Japanese Grand Prix and Formula One should be raining.
14: Whoa. Again. That Whoa. seems unsafe. And
10: then uh, the uh, NASCAR boys go to the Charlotte Roval. Oh, man. For the Bank of America 400. Do you have any? Another, good. another playoff push.
2: Do you have a lean in that one? <laughs> um. Don't Chase talk El-
10: about those boys from Roush
8: Racing.
2: Jay-
9: Chase Elliott.
2: Yeah, we've Kyle heard Larson. some We've heard some All right. things. Sig. All right, you got Elliott and Larson. Careful.
9: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
12: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
2: If, uh, if one of those two win and we're then tied, I win. Then, then I, you I win. finally get a shirt or you some do. pants. I'll give you probably pants first. You know, first. next week
10: I might come in here,
2: nothing on. Yeah, no. we'll, we'll make sure you get something. Uh, preferably pants the, first. Put that on your uh, on the <laughs> roster. Yeah, there it is. Sag, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yes, Appreciate sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Austin. Uh, Thanks for joining terrible picks. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, We're going to get to a break. The voice of FC Cincinnati, Tommy G, when we come back. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Cincy Shirts. Welcome back. Cincy 360, a service of our friends at Cincy Shirts as we near the end of this Friday edition of Cincy 360. Uh, no better way to do it than a team in Cincinnati that actually has a chance to advance to the postseason. And we've we've talked all week about the Cincinnati Reds and the path that they have going forward. And we spent a lot of time this week with with Xavier basketball and, and Wes Miller and the Bearcats building momentum and homecoming for the UC Bearcats, Bengals Sunday night football. FC Cincinnati has a big one this weekend as well. Let's talk to the voice of the Orange and Blue, Tommy Galardo, joining us right now. Tommy G, what's going on?
5: Tony, I'm great, my friend. Uh, good to hear from you. And yeah, it's an exciting uh, decision day on tap Sunday at two thirty.
2: Let's uh, l- let's talk before we we look into the future. Let's talk about what was because last time we spoke, yeah. it was uh, FC getting to play against Seattle and knowing that you know a result in that was going to set them up because of the schedule going forward. They get the point against Seattle, but then Chicago, who's not a very good team this year, comes into TQL Stadium and takes a 3 nothing lead. They hang on, hang on to win 3-2. to two. What went wrong in that Chicago game?
5: Shoot, I mean, uh, really just a tough week for the team, right? Their, their form dropped a bit. Uh, you know, the Seattle game, uh, a long trip out there and, and maybe a little bit of heavy legs on turf in the game. But, look, you can't make excuses. You were up a man for 20 minutes in a 1-1 game there and, and had a chance to get a win. And in hindsight, if they, if they get a win, they've already clinched the playoff spot, right? Um, And and same being, if they had gotten anything out of the game against Chicago, even a draw now, in hindsight, based on how other results have gone, they would have already clinched going into Sunday's game. So, uh, you know, certainly a dip in form uh, in the last two games. And I think if you're Pat Noonan, um, you know, it's something that that you're looking at this week as you get ready. At the same time, this team is uh, 11, 9 and 13. Right. Right. That means they've lost nine times all year, right? (laughs) Which is a vast, vast improvement. They're on the cusp. Uh, There are nine scenarios in which the games play out um, that qualify – or nine scenarios in which the games play out on Sunday of the teams of interest, uh, the three teams fighting for two spots. And in eight of those nine scenarios, FC Cincinnati's in the playoffs. And the disaster scenario is where the Orange and Blue were to lose and then Columbus and Orlando get a draw. But, uh, look, you got to go to D.C., and, and you got to win. I think the team probably was nervous. Pat admitted as much uh, at halftime with the home game with the Atmosphere, but the team's done well on the road this year. They have five wins and seven draws um in sixteen road games. That means they've gotten a result twelve out of sixteen times at seventy five percent of the time on the road. And that's what they need. They need a result. But I don't think anybody wants a draw. You're going to play the worst team in the league in d c United. It is discombobulated with the new head coach and Wayne Rooney. Uh, some new players in, some players, uh, you know, one player who's out on uh, disciplinary action, another who's out on a red card, uh, you know. So it, it feels like from afar, a team that's in a bit of disarray. And if you're a playoff team, then you go yes. to D.C. and you get a win, and that's and it's that easy.
2: That's the easiest part, right? Just go and win, yeah. and you take care of the rest.
5: Right. And and uh, look, it seems simple, and I think everybody expected a win against Chicago. And you could kind of feel it as those opportunities early weren't converted for Cincinnati. It felt like everything kind of tightened up, right? And then Chicago got a couple chances and took advantage and scored. You know, I think the difference is, and again, you can't go into the D.C. game overlooking them by any stretch of the imagination, but they're a team that have not scored in eight of their last 11 games. They've got pummeled more often than not. And Chicago's a team that had competed, right? Uh, they're having a really tough year. They hadn't played really well, but they have competed in a, a lot of games. They just haven't got it together this season, um, whereas uh, D.C. is not a team that I would say has competed much this season. It's a completely different look of the game um, than what we saw when these two teams played in Week 2. FC Cincinnati was licking their wounds at that point from the Austin game. That's when they changed their formation and started to turn things around. So I look at the the first matchup between these teams as kind of a catalyst of of what became – a great season. But that great season needs to have the exclamation point right. of a first trip to the postseason. And, and honestly, that has to be via a win. Then uh, you're not worried about anything else. You know if you win, you are in. And then they can celebrate and relax on Sunday and then turn their attention to whomever is going to be next.
2: Are there are there many different scenarios of how high or how low they can get in the seating based on what happens? Or are yeah. they pretty locked into that same area?
5: Well, look, at this point, they can't get the four seed, which would be a home game in the first round. Um, You know, that would have still been alive had they won against Chicago. That did not happen. But uh, it's interesting, and I was just going through these before you called, like a win, and they're at least the six seed. So a win guarantees they're not the seven seed. They would be at least the six. If they win and enter miami loses at Montreal, Montreal, by the way, has something to play for because they could still be the one seed and get a bye. So they have something to very much play for at home um, on Sunday. If that were to play out that way, and it's supposed to be a little bit colder up there north of the border. So, um, you know, I don't know how much Miami will enjoy that. But, you know, if that were to happen, if if FC Cincinnati win and enter Miami, lose at Montreal, then Cincinnati can get up to the five seed. So, uh, you know, obviously that's a a better situation than you're playing the four. Um, So they know they'll be on the road if uh, they win – uh, then they're guaranteed the six, like I said. And then uh, if they were to draw and the crew in Orlando were to tie, they're the six. And if they tie and either crew or Orlando win, then they would jump ahead of Cincinnati. And then it would be uh, one of those teams uh, would jump up to the six and, and Cincinnati would be the seven. But I think, uh, honestly, a, a tie would be disappointing for the team on Sunday. I think they plan to go in and hope to get a win and will play to get a win. And I think, look, maybe that loss resets them a little bit. And and sets them up for a run because as far as I'm concerned, look, Philadelphia's been the best team in the East, but Montreal's not far behind them. But Cincinnati's competed with Philadelphia this year, right? Uh, they have a win and a draw against the Union. So I think the East is wide open for the seven teams that get in.
2: Well, that that's that's kind of where I wanted to, to go as we spend a few more minutes with Tommy G, the voice of FC Cincinnati. You know, you watch different sports, basketball, like one versus eight. That that's rarely yeah. going to be an upset. Yeah. And but right. but I I do watch instances. I feel like the NHL playoffs can be like this. I feel like baseball can be like this, where it feels like, okay, get in, and if you get hot at the right time, anything is possible. Is that how you see this team? Because I've seen this team play with the best of the best this year, and I've also seen this team have some bad losses. So does it still feel if you get in, it's not just get in and you're satisfied. Get in and you legitimately think you can make a run at this.
5: Yeah, I think so. And I, I was looking at the stats last week, and I talked to Pat about it a little bit on Friday, uh, last Friday when I was at training. And, and look, FC Cincinnati. If you look at the seven teams that are that are in the playoffs uh, at the moment, they have the high, the second highest points per game against the other playoff teams behind Philadelphia, who's in first and has had you know a remarkable season. Second highest points per game against the other teams. They have a result against all the teams except Montreal. Montreal. They lost four to three twice. They didn't have Matt Miazga for either of those games, and they didn't have Jeff Cameron for the game up in Montreal. Um, you know that will not be an issue if they have to go play Montreal um, in the playoffs. So, so the defense will look a little bit different. Could it be another wide open seven goal game? Sure. But do I like FC Cincinnati's chances against them? Absolutely. Like I said, they they have four points from Philadelphia, which is more than anybody else this season. But Philadelphia just proved to be vulnerable their last time out, losing four nil in a shocker. Um, against Charlotte last week. So, And, you know, what's been interesting is, you know, the one seed gets a bye, that's great. You get rest, but maybe you get some rust as well. And uh, that's been an issue in the past for some of the teams um, since they put the bye in that some of the teams have had time off. proven to be rusty so look i I like the the chances of fc cincinnati playing anybody in the eastern conference um and you know you hope that that the experience on saturday is that wake-up call that kind of refocuses the team now they got to win five right you you beat dc you got four more to go and it's as easy as that and they just rattled off 11 straight out beaten so uh, I, I truly believe that they compete with a team. I don't think anybody would be excited to see them on the other side of a matchup in the playoffs. And, uh, but first things first, got to beat the worst team in the league. It and, uh, you know, they're set up to do that.
2: It's such a long season, and there's so many oddities to the soccer season where you have breaks and you have friendlies, yeah. and, and there's all this stuff that goes on. It can be mentally and physically grinding from a health standpoint as this team prepares to – to play this game on Sunday and punch their ticket, are they as healthy as you could want to be going through the vigors of a a long MLS season?
5: Yeah, they are, absolutely. Look, uh, guys, who have played a lot of minutes and maybe a couple of nicks and bruises here and there, but nothing serious, which is uh, pretty remarkable going into week 34 or match day 34. And, um, you know, with Chicago, we looked at it. They were missing a bunch of guys due to injuries. DC is going to be missing a bunch of guys due to injuries. Seattle had a laundry list of guys who were out. And some of them were on interna- international duty at that point, but they also have guys um, that are beat up. And and literally the only outfield player that FC Cincinnati will be missing for selection is Sergio Santos, who got the red card and the Strakis late. Literally, as I say, don't anybody get a red card out of this, then the referee reaches to his red card and sends off Sergio. So he's not available, and he's misses the spark off the bench um, with his pace that he that he brings out there. So is that one kind of tough to lose? Absolutely. But if you're chasing a goal late, and, uh, you know, Brenner and, and Brandon Vasquez, are there anything left in the tank? They're going to go till they're empty because this is it, right? Uh, go get the win, and look, hopefully it's comfortable. You know, that would be the best-case scenario is that it's 3-0. And everybody can exhale a little bit in the last 15-20 minutes. Everybody back here in Queen City isn't popping their their heart pills, uh, trying to get through the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the game, and uh, you know, pouring themselves an extra drink or or whatever their vice is to survive. Um, you hope that um, you know the situation plays out that it's that it's a convincing win. And then, as it winds down, then we start to look. Okay, what's what's Miami and Montreal? Oh, right. All of a sudden, Montreal beating Miami. Okay, five seed it is. Game on. It's going to be New York or it's going to be New York City. Um, you know, and, and those seem to be the two most likely if it's the five seed. Um, and those are teams that, that they had four draws against this year. So game on, right. <laughs> you can't end in a draw in a playoff. So I think let's it's see what happens, uh, if, if that one has to be decided.
2: And I just think it's remarkable. Like talk me through, because what MLS does on Sunday is very unique to, to their yeah. sport and their sport only, because it kind of eliminates, you know, what you can do scoreboard watching throughout the day, because from my understanding, all these games start at the same time, correct?
5: Yeah, all the Eastern Conference, I think. I want to say in, in, in 2019, in our first year when we went to D.C. for Decision Day as well, I want to say that they started every game in the league at the same time. Now they're going to start the Eastern Conference at 2.30 um, and the Western Conference at 5-ish, maybe 5.15, something like that. So all the teams will play simultaneously, and you're right. It eliminates the ability of teams unless you're so far out ahead right, that – your positioning is determined, and that's not the case for anybody in the Eastern Conference. Um, LAFC is the only team in the league having won the supporters' shield that will be able to rest guys if they so choose. But remember, they have the bye. So do they really want to rest guys that long? Maybe if they have some some minor injuries that folks don't know about. But, you know, Philadelphia still has the one seed and that bye at stake. So obviously they want to win the East. Montreal could get to one, so they have to fight for that. New York City and New York are not locked into their three and their four. Um, New York City is locked into a home game, and, and New York's hoping to land there as well. So, you know, they have to play, and then Miami, Cincinnati, Columbus, Orlando are all, you know, Cincinnati, Columbus, Orlando are are, are, are buying to get in, and Miami's buying for a seed, and, and even potentially a home game. So, everybody has to play, and I mean, it's funny, we got an email from the league yesterday uh, about starting the games, and, you know, games are, are generally supposed to start on a certain minute mark, but sometimes it slides 30 seconds one way or another and they they said you know there's this website time.gov or something like that that apparently is the world authority on timing (laughs) like that's the official time i don't know if the clock in your studio is the official time of the world but if you go to this website it's the official time of the world and you better believe at 255 um every single game because they want that opening whistle now of course there's different amounts of stoppage time and, and things will end up Um, you know, in a little bit of a different place, but they want them all starting at exactly the same time and in school because you're right. Then it's, uh, you know, I was just emailing our graphics guy and saying, Hey, we got to have this live table available so that when Columbus scores, the standings updated,
8: right?
5: The table updates. And we're like, okay, this is a scenario now. And the league has some, uh, some things in place to help us through with that. And, uh, but we trust me, we'll be keeping people updated. Um, throughout the broadcast, as to exactly uh, what the scenario is, but ooh, just win, baby. Yes, right?
2: yeah, that, that's <laughs> all. Just keep
5: it simple. Win the game, SC Cincinnati, and and then you figure out where you're going uh, over the weekend for your first ever playoff game. And then, like I said, why not us? Like this yes. game on. Get in. Why not us?
2: Because Get in. If you see what happens. You
5: have the chance to play until early November, and and if you're if you're a fan of the orange and blue here, then then that's all you could ask for.
2: Couldn't say it better myself. Tommy G., the voice of FC Cincinnati. Before I let you go, i, I got to ask, there, yep. There's the NFL is just oh, riddled with two-and-two two teams, right? And and there's yeah. teams that probably feel good about two-and-two, and, two, and there's teams that probably feel bad about two-and-two. Uh, two. uh, yeah. I know that you were frustrated with the outcome of the Chicago game. Were you more frustrated with that or these losses to the Jets and the Falcons?
5: I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, probably the Chicago game. <laughs> At this point in my life, probably the Chicago yeah. game um just give nick chubb know, the ball the, yeah like yeah i mean is it that hard like <laughs> you have one of the best running backs in the league i just don't understand and, and, and we play this game over and like i i'm streaming at the tv there's there's about eight guys in my neighborhood who are brass fans we're all in a group chat together and everybody's texting the same thing like feed the chubb yep feed nick chubb it's not that hard give him the ball I mean, sometimes it blows my mind, even when they have a chance to, you know, run the clock out or whatever. And look, Kareem Hunt's fine. I love Kareem Hunt, but feed the chub, man. Yes. Give the ball to chub. Like I don't get it, man. So yeah, then on Saturday night, the Chicago loss was it was insanely frustrating because everything was right there for us, Cincinnati. But uh, the Browns got to be
2: better. Man. NFL coaches there, and overcomplicating things.
5: Yeah, it's uh, it's mind-boggling.
2: Tommy, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, Enjoy the finale, and uh, hopefully this team plays a lot more soccer going forward. Appreciate your time, as always. All
5: right, let's do it again soon. Playoff preview next week, Tony. Yes,
2: sir, I'm ready to go. That's Tommy Galander, the voice of FC Cincinnati. We are done. We're out of time for the day. Uh, Bengals pep rally with Dan Hort and Dave Lapham coming up next right here on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Thanks to our friends at Cincy Shirts, Skyline Chili, Rides, and Voke Energy. Thanks to our callers, listeners, talkbackers. Thanks to Austin Elmore. This has been a great week. Have a great Friday and a fantastic weekend. Lucky
0: Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli,
12: I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.